0: Attention. Attention. This is Miss Schuster. Please listen very carefully. A swarm of killer bees is coming this way.
1: Ladies, gentlemen, it's a brave new world. The president-elect Donald Trump now exists. But let's forget about that and talk about films. Welcome back to the Phil Marlin podcast. It's been ugh, two months, three months, definitely before Halloween since the last time we did one of these. But you know that means lots of reviews. Too many, in fact. There have been some cut from the list. Yes. Sarah, how are you?
2: I'm good, thanks. Uh, not, not great. No, because no. of the reasons <laughs> stated before. But I'm looking forward to talking about loads of great movies. Good,
1: good. Uh, I yeah. suppose let will start off with our, our our famous news segment, which is always informative oh, yes. and up to date. So, from an interview several months ago, Werner Herzog <laughs> announced he'd like to play a Bond villain. I am very much in favor of this. Uh, I have not seen Jack Reacher One, which got a sequel, which is really weird. Yeah. But he's a villain in that one, uh, Werner Herzog villain. Yes, I am in favor. Mm-hmm. This new segment, in hindsight, has much less to say about it than I thought it would have. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: but it, it would be good to have the villain sort of. I don't know. He's so he's so sad. <laughs> uh, how is he going to be villainous? That's what I want to know.
1: I always <laughs> assumed he was sad and quite hate filled, but then mm. when I saw, lo and behold, I saw the Lighthouse with the uh, Iowati. QA afterwards, mm. and he's really quite jovial in mm. his day-to-day life, mm-hmm. and weirdly optimistic despite the very dour tones he speaks in, so maybe he will be a very happy villain, like Christoph Waltz and Spectre, but less shit. Okay. Do you see Spectre in the end? I haven't Specter. No one saw Spectre, <laughs> which I don't blame any of you, don't do it. So that, moving on, next news segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ardmore Studios is was up for sale at some point in the last two months, it may have been sold by now, I don't know. It just strikes me as terribly Irish that as soon as we have a, a decently <laughs> run studio that's, you know, getting in fairly big productions, like I assume Game of Thrones must use that some, uh, they're more northern around, I suppose, Penny Dreadful, mm. Ripper Street, I want to say, a few BBC shows, uh, yeah. essentially, as soon as we have that, and it's all up and running and efficient, um, and I say college industry of local crew, suddenly it's like, well, it's up for sale, mm-hmm. so I'm just waiting for the day they announce that it's been sold, and it's now apartments. Yeah. It, it seems all too likely because... Go, Ireland.
2: Yeah, well done. And so I guess our third bit of news... <laughs> um, You're just blasting through it, just, it. Oh, yeah. The big news mm. that the new Harry Potter installments, I guess, Magical be- Beasts and Where to Find Them, is now going to be in five parts. In And as from what I understand, each of them is going to be set in a different city, which means mm, okay. I hope that no. it's basically going to become like the next sort of, like, World Cup or Olympics. <laughs> so countries around the world mm, are going to be mm-hmm. vying and, like, giving, you know, ju- extravagant gifts to try and be the next city that all these magical beasts will come to. Will
1: they all be kind of themed gifts around wizarding or just any of the franchise? Oh,
2: yeah. They should be, if, they, if, if they're serious about getting the franchise. It's kind of everyone wears
1: ready. glasses day or something.
2: Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone, yeah... Yeah, this is Cast a spell, Dave. Oh, mm, mm. You know. how
1: how how very fitting, and also sounds incredibly cringeworthy. Yeah, but this is bizarre to me because I feel Warner Brothers make that. Did they make The Hobbit? No, MGM. But again, taking a very short book, yeah. which I understand oh, is a hundred pages, yes. maybe.
2: No, no, no. If you're talking about the actual original, yes. it's thirty page wow. pamphlet.
1: Yeah, it's not even a book. It, there's a book. no narrative, is there? No. I don't know why. It's I guess the pictures. name is just the one recognizable name they have left at this point. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, well, I'm not going to see this movie. I mean, I might have to see uh-huh. it for our next episode, but I don't plan on seeing this movie <laughs> because I don't care about Harry Potter at all. But from what I've heard, the other movies will be sort of building up that vaguely reference subplot in the books about the parallel war that during mm. the Second World War. That sounds yeah. kinda interesting. And the idea of it, Grendelwald? Yeah. Grendel. Grendelwald. Yes. Grendelwald. <laughs> <laughs> As sort of the the Hitler of that mm. side. Like that sounds kinda cool. Admittedly the casting, which we'll get to, I'm not massively low <laughs> on. But five movies? Jesus. Like yeah. at least say a trilogy. Five?
2: Mm. <laughs> yeah, I am also just very, very angry about this. <laughs> because I don't think anyone should get five movies. I don't care if you're like Spielberg. You don't get five Mm-mm. movies until you've shown that the first one deserves a second one.
1: Like, I wasn't surprised when they announced, okay, like it's a month before release. There's a sequel coming out, of course, it's yeah. coming out. It's already in production, but that's not that surprising. Yeah. Five <laughs> movies? Right. Yeah. At least see, I mean, okay, it can't fail the box office, can it? The no, first one? I'm fairly really. sure it already
2: has succeeded. Like, Probably. You, you know, it's that kind of thing.
1: Like, the one thing I would point out is Batman Superman, which everyone thought would do well. Like, it didn't not make money. It made Mm. $800 million worldwide. But on the budget it had, it wasn't considered a big success. So if this goes that way, Mm. what happens?
2: Yeah, I mean, does it become the next... Divergent series Oh no! <laughs> I mean I, I I think it's too big To become I think
1: it's too big to fail I think yeah, the, the, that, yeah. that brand recognition Is too strong I still mm. find it odd That they haven't got the words Harry Potter in the title anywhere Yeah Like it isn't like The Harry Potter Chronicles Or something That's like that That's true That, Cause that is a, a mouthful of a phrase That mm-hmm. title I hate it Always hated it Since it's been in production For the last two years But it's still bizarre Seeing it on posters And in mm. trailers And it, you just can't say it Like why call it that Call it anything else Yeah I don't think the original, as you said, thirty-page pamphlet has such a (laughs) hardcore following that it's it's necessary brand recognition.
2: I mean the next move is the other pamphlet that she wrote. This was Mm. like probably what twelve years ago. Yeah, they're for charity, weren't they? Yeah, for charity. Um, was a Quidditch Through the Ages book. So can we look forward to better title? (laughs) Well, yes, definitely. But like, can we look forward to like a ten? That'll be a TV show. Mm -hmm. Okay, TV show. Five seasons. You're right, actually. That (laughs) that definitely (laughs) will be. I'm sorry. Be like Friday Night
1: Lights, but on broomsticks. I didn't see that. Oh yeah, okay. That's hmm. <laughs> is the thing is if they went full genre piece with it and made it like a, an 80s surfer movie or something, <laughs> just like take a really specific American genre piece and just mm-hmm. make it with broomsticks. That could almost be great. Like making it full of jocks and nerds, and it's just a, an 80s throwback film. Oh, but uh, that I'd yeah. actually watch that. I think I maybe. want to see this more than mm-hmm. Magical Beasts. Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> that's another question. What's the sequel? Is going to be called? Just. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah beast 2. Or we'll do like a Hunger Games on it and make that the first bit. And there's mm. going to be a subtitle of that. And it's about hundred words long.
2: Yeah.
1: Or it'll be abbreviated like the Fast and Furious. And you know, like Fantastic Beasts 2.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Fantastic I, like, Five. I feel like they might, yeah, do like a, a lost in Manhattan kind of a mm. thing. But not presumably. Mm, yeah. It can't be Manhattan unless <laughs> no. they decide to keep it in the same city. Like, it's a good question.
1: I also didn't know Colin Farrell was in that until recently. I just mm. saw the, like, the most recent trailer and I was like, oh, I actually quite like him these days and I like him as a villain as well. He's very yeah. good in Solace. He was the one good thing in Solace. Did you see Solace? I didn't. Solace was dreadful. Okay. It's it's one of the the most um one of the few recent, like truly bad movies. Like Someone get a mainstream uh. music. Andy Hopkins in it. Um he's okay. really funny it in. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's in it. It's real bad. Mm. Would recommend. But so yeah, Colin Farrell's good in that, and mm-hmm. he looks pretty good in this. I can't stand any red mains, so I yeah. just <laughs> don't want to watch this. But the, I like the version of the Potter theme in the trailer. That's a nice orchestral mm-hmm. version of that. Well, that was orchestral, a nice slowed down dramatic version. Yeah, all good. On to the sequel though. They have already cast the, the, the titular. He's not, not titular. Grendel. <laughs> Grendelwald. Ward. It, maybe it could just be called Grindelwald. Here's Johnny Depp again. <laughs> Yeah, not good casting. Don't like it. Nope. Um, and also because they're probably going to go the whole gay Dumbledore route, which you know, all good, fine. Mm. I don't want to watch Johnny Depp <laughs> smooching some dude. <laughs> it's just Johnny Depp looks real greasy and dirty all the time these days, and it just looks like oh, don't yeah. watch that. It's Ugh. like sad older porn. I'm not into this at all.
2: Yeah, actually, I was, was talking about this with sad a older porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, not not specifically. We didn't put that name on it, but <laughs> we we were wondering. It, okay, obviously, it is sort of a fan fiction thing, this whole their relationship. It's never really sort of focused on the books. It's no. Not even, I think J.K. Rowling also came out and said, like, Grindelwald isn't actually gay, guys. It's Dumbledore who is.
1: Oh, I actually didn't think of it in that way. I just assumed when she said that, that made the whole thing legitimate. Huh. Yeah.
2: So, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the movies, catering to fan expectations, whatever. I don't know. But it's but Go on, like there. Johnny Depp is obviously quite a bit older than Grindelwald would have been at any time for a potential romance. That's what I
1: thought. He dumbass. seems old given the era it's set in. Yeah. Unless they jump ten years to the sequel or something.
2: So I mean, which they can. Yeah, II, I mean, but, the, yeah, like that's the thing. Like, in the, I mean, they played so hard and fast with the characters' ages in the original movies. Yes. That like. They can do whatever they want, basically, and they will. Plus,
1: there's magic involved, yeah, so anyone can be any the age it. they want to be, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now <laughs> you put in my head a much funnier idea. <laughs> well, not necessarily funnier, probably more offensive in many ways, <laughs> of whoever's cast Dumbledore just constantly trying to get Johnny Depp for like two <laughs> movies and him just yeah. like having to Jack Sparrow run away oh. and <laughs> Just like okay. shouting no homo in World War II. At mm. the, oh. So f- much worse, but also so much better. Mm. <laughs> I, I feel,
2: feel like we've already come up with a lot more. <laughs> interesting ideas than anything the, the, we're the very going to see
1: painfully safe films we're yeah. going to be stuck with for the next <laughs> 10 years <laughs> pretty much yes oh, it will be 10 years too well okay Well, they get these annually do you think well if it's 2, two years uh, per film oh, 5 okay. e- films that's about well, 8 years I yeah, suppose, I suppose. No. Ugh. <laughs> mm. so this is how non-Marvel fans feel when they, <laughs> when they see the schedules coming up lord mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I think we both had issues with the Depp casting aside from the fact that he's a weird, dirty man that we don't want to see in movies mm. <laughs> anymore. I used to really like Johnny Depp, but I just I didn't like him before recent events. Mm. I'd just gone off him, but now I really don't like him because of the... Now, we, we couldn't find exact legal clarification on this before mm. we started, so let's just say the claims against his person, which he allegedly performed against another person... They said he'd be his wife. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely divorced and she got a lot of money out of it, which she gave to a women, women's shelter or domestic violence charity, which seems implicating yeah. to say the least. But we don't know what he did. I don't know if he was charged or anything. But in any case, given if anyone else had that against their record, or, you know, their public record, mm. They would not get cast in a major franchise quite so quickly, and I'm kind of disappointed in Rowling for this because she's usually pretty good with these kind of things, standing up for certain things, and Mm. does not letting that sort of shit slide. So, you know, cop on there, J.K. Mm -hmm. If your real name is, I never looked it up in (laughs) twenty odd years of living.
2: Take that. If if you're listening, if you're listening, J.K. Rowling. No, we love you, really. (laughs) Go
1: shove it. So, yeah, you're you're a bad woman for letting <laughs> a woman beater, allegedly, uh, into your movie franchise, which you don't actually pay for or control. Yes. There are no winners here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the takeaway. Reviews! Yay! So, Get to them. it's been a while. I think we'll start with a potentially contentious one, Girl With All The Gifts, which I had not heard of until about a week before it came out. Heard it was a zombie film and went, ugh. And then heard reviews about it and went, oh. Saw it and went, oh. <laughs> And then text you and went, huh? And you went, no. Mm, (laughs) In essence. Yeah. So it is a zombie film in a very nominal way. Mm -hmm. But I suppose the the angle on it is that you're following... It's not really a spoiler, is it? That you're following all these kids that are seemingly incarcerated and being tested on because they are zombies. Or they're like second generation zombies. So they are human for the most part. But as soon as they smell flesh, they suddenly get all ravenous and lose like mo- not lose like um, autonomy so you're following one of those kids oh, did I take her name down so long.
2: oh yeah what is her name
1: let's just call her Pandora Melanie. because of the movie Melanie. Melanie Excellent. good job your Yay. notes are better than mine <laughs> I mean look at my notes yeah <laughs> there's like ten Melan. words on that page yeah anyway uh, Melanie so you're following her as she escapes with Gem. human Jim yeah, Arlton yeah. man I forget his name oh, and yeah. Glenn Close mm-hmm. and some other guy and they're just walking through London and trying to find safety and shelter. And it's all, bla- it's it's 28 days later, which people compare mm. to it in reviews as well. But it is that basically, but with a zombie as the protagonist, but she's not really a zombie. Who is she? Huh. Uh, I'll let you go first in this one because I'm intrigued to hear what you said first. And I want to recall what I had oh. to say about it. That was positive. So right. go.
2: So I think, I did think it was okay. Like I didn't That's That's all right. <laughs> so, you know, just to, to get, get started there. I think that there was good things going on in it, but I think there was too much just normal zombie stuff. There was a lot of wandering around, a lot of looking for food, Mm. a lot of just sort of like a lot of the story was what we've seen before. Quite a lot. I think if they'd gotten to the more innovative things sooner, I might have might have liked it more. That
1: is fair enough. Yeah.
2: the, the one thing I will say is that the zombie like the trees. You know, the way like if yeah. you know, if zombies die in the same spot. They were disgusting. Like, they were so. Like, fair play to them. That was mm. just so gross. <laughs> I don't know who
0: thought of that, but like, fair play. It was
1: unpleasant. <laughs> uh, I, see, I, mm, I feel like if the film had opened immediately with the zombie attack and on the base, I would have been with you. But I feel because I spent the first 10, 20 minutes, probably 20 minutes, just in the classrooms, just sort of vaguely doing the world building and kind of making it all mysterious. That kept my interest enough that I didn't mind when it went to straight regular zombie fair for the next, like, middle half an hour. Mm. Uh, I can see your complaint, though, and I would not necessarily fault it. Uh, I guess it was, for me, that wasn't as much of an issue because I really liked Glenn Close's character and she mm. was fun to watch. And, yeah, I, I mean, the, the reason I'm just disappointed you didn't like it much is because it's currently probably my film of the year. I no. really, really enjoyed <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> Mainly just because it was... Super dark, and the ethics mm. were so like Glenn Close's character again. Did you take her name down? I didn't. Glenn Close, yeah. <laughs> yes, it doesn't Glenn matter Close. what her <laughs> name was. We have her name right, we didn't call her Michelle, mm. it's all fine.
0: Yeah,
1: because <laughs> so, she's all like, let's just cut up some kids mm-hmm. <laughs> and, for science. I'm like, yes, this is a good character. <laughs> I get behind um, Gemma Arton, who I always used to think I hated her because the first thing I saw her in was quantum of solace, and she's fine in that, but she's hard, in it and is not she? very good. What? She's the blonde girl on that one, yeah. Oh, well, she's oh, the second one. Yeah. She's the English one that gets yeah, killed halfway yeah, yeah. through. She
2: is. But she's great in everything yeah. else she's been in. I'm mm-hmm.
1: desperate in any other film she's been in that late. Yeah. I f- yeah, I
2: don't think she has been in that much recently.
1: Anything I've seen her in, though, I really like. But she was really good in this. Uh, mm. The whole cast was great. The, the kid, Melanie's actress, was really mm-hmm. good, too. I mean, I think Hollywood's finally cracked the whole kid actor thing. Uh, the last five or six years, I've yet to find a kid actor that I really hated. It's getting yeah, hard to find yes. one, which is very good. Um, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the one bit less so than the zombie stuff that I found annoying was the weird feral kid bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was about to bring that up Yeah, terrible child acting there.
1: <laughs> it wasn't that it was terrible. It was just so <laughs> weird. It felt like it was from a more innocent film. Okay, and I respected yeah. them doing it in the way that it would be done in, in quote unquote the real world. If there were mm. these feral kids killing you, like full grown adults and eating them, mm. it was pretty fucked up looking. So well done there. But it just felt very out of place, just having this yeah. small child scream at them all and then yeah. kill one.
2: Yeah, no, that's the thing that actually, I think it sort of takes away from the rest of the film. Because, mm. well, for one, okay, if she kills the kids, or if she kills someone, well, then why is she so against Glenn Close killing someone?
1: I guess you could argue she's killing herself self-defense, where Glenn Close is just... I have no ethics yeah. or moral code Ex- anymore and don't care
2: except for she just kept pounding the kid
1: yeah she did she totally did
2: <laughs> so I, I don't know why the line of self defence <laughs> ended there but I think it did somewhere back there and yeah actually there was a couple of moments where the film kind of fell into sort of like a door of the explorer mode
0: <laughs> which is
2: well, it was mainly um, Samantha running around the city being like, I know where to go. Follow me now. Yes, you absolutely. See, it was quite, a, I, I don't know. I was a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think this is how it goes, but maybe um, it does. Okay. Yeah, that's what the zombie apocalypse will look like.
1: <laughs> it's very at distance trying to just recall my thoughts at the time now, but uh, I feel you're bringing up a lot of points that I hadn't really considered. <laughs> But I think that might be why I liked it in the moment because it had all these very generic tropes of just typical zombie film, mm. seemingly typical innocent child character thrown into a bad world, but it kept subverting them or at least slapping you out of it. Mm. Like, it was conventional zombie film, but then you kind of feel back to so all these kids are zombies. And then it was, yeah, like, Dora the Explorer, mm. but then she'd go and eat a dog. And <laughs> it's like, huh, this isn't for children, <laughs> is it? it? I think there's that sort of pretending it was... More innocent than it was, mm-hmm. and then going, no, this is like mm. real dark. I think I loved, and sort of spoilers. I'm a massive misanthrope, and I love <laughs> when humans get wiped out in the movies. So yeah. at the end of it, her little speech about the whole, you've had your time. It's our turn. And I was like,
0: mm. yes. <laughs>
1: and I was quite happy when she does set fire to the giant awful mushroom stack and mm. killed the world. I was like, yeah, all right. Mm. But I fully agree. The weird fungal zombie thing was a, a horrifying it, design choice. Yeah, that was, was... great. Yeah, <laughs> re- I, that's again like the world building was just really good, and it wasn't overly expository. It was very mm-hmm. organic mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part. I felt, and uh, like, even the the pods like they they didn't know what they were at first, and then sort of just guessing what they were, and yeah. then turned that was right, and that was all really good. And um, for a zombie, yeah, it was definitely a actually a trend of a is going to be talking about later on. Like yeah. as a zombie film, it's definitely way above average in my mind. Even the standard stuff was good. Like I know we've well actually no because. Usually you wouldn't get a scene in the movie where they have to walk through zombies, but the zombies are all like still.
0: Mm-hmm. That was
1: unusual. I thought usually it's just we have to hide or they they might see us. so yeah, this was yeah. it's all through with smell, which gives a new dynamic mm-hmm. to it. Um, well, to an extent, it's through noise as well, I suppose. But um, no, that, I think was, that was pretty tense. That, that, was, that good.
2: was definitely that was a great scene. Mm. Just even just visually, like yeah, it was, it was very dozens of the dozens of them very... all the standing stock still, yeah, and the, yeah. the
1: one with the baby that was what was it in the <laughs> ending? It was a <laughs> it rat. It was a rat. Yeah. yeah.
2: Kind of, well, yeah, okay. You def- they definitely went in for the like the gore, gross yes. out part. So yeah, they followed through. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I did. I didn't really <clears> like as well. I thought the scene, probably my favorite scene, was um where you had Glenn Close, Gemma Adrian I don't see Arden, say. But Arden, but I'm not sure Arden. what it is. G- Glenn, Emma, or Gemma, <laughs> Emma, Emma, Gemma. Oh, um and um, Good I think it's Senya. I think that's the name of the girl um Possibly. melanie you know the three of them are there they're about to operate on her and uh there's the this, this showdown between kind of the three of them mm. and at the same time there's like a zombie running I mean, in the background in yes the background. like that was that was brilliant yeah uh, for loads Fully of reasons agree. just like even the fact that it was just one long take a bunch of women just duking it out it was great <laughs> um, well the men are mindless
1: monsters yeah. yes sarah <laughs> we see your agenda <laughs> no i agree that was a really good scene um I'll definitely watch it again. It comes out on DVD. I think. I also think the score was very good. It was very unusual, Ooh, yes. and it was. I, I remember watching it, going, "This sounds like Utopia score." It turns out the same guy, mm. uh, which is a very similar tonal thing. It's, it's very misinterpreted Yeah. Do you know
2: <laughs> actually the the ad the ad for Drive Safely at the moment, where there's the sort of a nice. It starts off sort of a nice gentle song and.
1: Oh, it keeps like, getting faster and more high pitched, yeah. and it gets really tonally weird yeah. and awful. Yes.
2: That keeps reminding me of Girl with All the Gifts.
1: I can it, see that, yeah. Like, it's weird, like humming noises. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally.
2: Um, so I don't know whether there's any connection there either. They're both Probably. unsettling. Yeah, so they're, both, they they're both unsettling. I don't appreciate that further level of terror each time I watch <laughs> <the> TV now.
1: <laughs> I mean, so, we've broken up in boom. this country. Road safety ads are always just nightmare fuel. Yeah, so.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> there's a great YouTube video of some Americans who always are fascinated about Do you remember the one from a few years ago where it was a Northern Irish one? And it was, like, a car that flipped and then, like, pancakes little kids in the oh, park. Yeah. <laughs> really funny. That one was just genuinely hilarious. I, yeah. But there's some American, I can't remember what podcast it was, but this, they review these ads. And just, them they just pissing them. Yeah, because they're so much worse than anything you get on American TV. Because really? they're so graphic. Yeah, you wouldn't ah, get away with that, in, like, okay. in any other, like, outside of Europe, European countries, I don't think. Because they're so graphic and they're so awful and just traumatizing. Mm. And they show them any time of day. They'll show them in the afternoon. It's awful. Yeah. So there's Americans are fascinated by them. And they watch that one and just like the stunned silence and laughter. As Oh, that was a bit of a mm. sidetrack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Girl the Gifts. Uh, as many thumbs up as I can grow. Uh, that has it from me, from you. Yeah. It's like, a <laughs> I <laughs> see him that bit in Doctor Strange where his hands are growing hands yeah, on his okay. fingers. and that was, Yeah,
2: I was just thinking more of going back to those zombie trees. Oh, the fungal trees, yeah. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) One fungal tree from me. (laughs) Whatever, take that from that what you may.
1: I would say the giant tower of fungal death from me. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) yes. Moving on. Werner Herzog. Uh, The film is called, Lo and Behold, Reveries of a Connected World, I want to say. Lo and Behold. (laughs) Which I still think is the most Herzogian name for a thing because I can't not hear it in his voice. Lo and Behold. Uh, Go, Werner. I I really enjoyed this as well. I loved it. I think the problem with any Werner Herzog film for me is I find him so inherently delightful that no matter what the context mm. is or what the subject matter is, even if it's... I don't think this film is particularly revelatory in, in many ways, but it's just fun to watch. And he just elevates what is otherwise standard enough interviews by just... Like, I've seen interviews with those, not those exact soccer-playing robots, but similar kind of um, okay. technologies before but only he would say, do you love the robot? <laughs> it's just great. It's wonderful. Uh, but I suppose, yeah, not what it's about is Werner Herzog talking about the internet. Mm-hmm. It's very loose structurally. Yeah. There's not really yeah. much. Because it's in chapters, but there's no real connective tissue between them mm. for the most part. There's no great conclusion. It's just, here's some things. Think about it.
2: Yeah. Um. I'll, I have to make a confession here, oh, which yes. is that this is the first Herzog movie I, I've seen
0: oh really yeah so okay.
2: the extent of my um, exposure to him before was his Rick and Morty um, <laughs> perfect cameo uh, so which, oh. was, which, which I enjoyed a lot it's a great lot. cameo it's a great cameo <laughs> but it actually it meant that throughout lo and behold I just sort of kept bas- hearing the word dick <laughs> well, yeah occasionally but I honestly did not know what to make of it at all yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the correct reaction to a Herzog <laughs> film, I feel. So, you've had the, 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 the right experience. Well
2: done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I'm envious
1: of your um, cinema going time.
2: Yeah, I was kind of trying to think, I was trying to figure out like how much of this is just him being genuine, how much is tongue in cheek. <laughs> I have no idea. It's
1: hard to know. It is really hard to know. Because there's some, um, there's several points where he'll just linger on a shot and I won't cut for ages. And yeah. <laughs> like, is he taking the piss? Yeah. Is this meant to, I don't know. But my favourite bit was when they're in, I think, Las Vegas and mm-hmm. he's talking about the hacking convention. And <laughs> he gives this big build up to this one guy coming on stage, like, like he is the, the most formidable hacker in the world. His name <laughs> yeah. uh it inspires awe, and he's hallowed hall. And it's got this giant smiling gurning idiot in the room we're like <laughs> nodding, and it's yeah. just this is him. <laughs> it's yeah. Just so funny. Yeah. I d I don't know either if it hurts all what to do sometimes. I think I think he is tongue in cheek. I think he's trying mm. to be quite sardonically humorous but you really just don't know yeah yeah even the bit with um, uh, this is just turning to us listing bits in the movie but fine whatever uh, the bit when he's talking to the game addict mm. and he's asking her just about you know her avatar oh and my self. god
2: are we going about to say the same thing I think so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then she goes, I can't remember did you write the line down yes oh then you do it I didn't write it down well
2: is it I wanted to ask her more about the malevolent <laughs> druid dwarf
1: <laughs> that's the what one what does that mean <laughs> Is who was a World of Warcraft thing? I don't know. But th-
2: that's what I. That's what that was my follow up question. Was it like, does he think the internet is World of Warcraft?
1: <laughs> I think he probably doesn't know. He doesn't know as much as we would. But
0: <laughs> maybe. Oh,
1: uh, uh, just that was one of the most perfect yeah. lines ever uttered by a human <laughs> being. <laughs> Like even that sequence, like that was one of the more Herzogian moments because it's, I think, it's, is that everyone's talking to her or the person before her, and it's just this slow zoom in on a t- tiny plastic doll trapped in a tree, which I assume is symbolism, for what he's talking <laughs> about? But who knows? It's, oh, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. Or
2: actually, I think it, it was, the, there was the guy she he talked to before that. Yes. He was also a game mm-hmm. addict
1: or yeah, no, internet so, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: addict. Yeah. And he said to him all right, that's enough. No more introduction needed. Yeah. And it's like, we haven't had an introduction and we don't know who this boy is. Because I think he
1: emerged from a hut and then <laughs> walked very uh, purposefully across like a wooden shaky bridge with like a terrifying smile on his face. And then, yeah, it's where going, that's it, no introduction yeah. needed. That's that's what I love about this though. It was so slapdash in many ways. Like he clearly just did like one take and mm. done, which I think worked emotionally for some of the better bits when, that sounds disparaging. Um, like when he's talking to the people with the um electronic uh what's looking for? Um allergy thing. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Which if anyone's seen Better Call Saul is in that mm. as a plot point. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I thought it was fictional in that, but apparently it's real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Unless it's psychosomatic for them too. I don't know, whatever but he's talking to them and she's like full on crying talking yeah, about it and she's like very yeah. seriously like please take my illness seriously and I felt very bad then but <laughs> during that moment one of the other guys like puts his hand across the desk to hold her hand like knocks a phone off or something mm. and they don't cut away they leave it there and that's all left in think that's good like most mm. of their documentaries would they do another take of it and like try to recreate the emotion it hurts I was mm-hmm. like no it doesn't matter yeah. that's the important bit I don't care if a phone fell off the table uh, but the Q and A afterwards, he was someone asked him about the remember the girl who died in the car accident. Yeah. And they were asking us about, like, the way that shot. Because there's a really wide shot of this all mm. talking. And then there's this massive spread of donuts yes. and pastries and it's stuff. It's
0: bizarre. It's very
1: strange. And the way he talked about it was that uh, we came in and they, they were just being very humble and welcoming. So they put out this large placement of food. <laughs> and we had, I, I said to my no, we have to leave it in. And <laughs> it's just, there's no reason for it to be there. I don't yeah. know why he left it in there. But I'm glad it was there because it was weird.
2: Yeah. I, actually, I, I saw someone mentioning that um, they thought that segment in particular was quite lynching.
1: Mm, Cause... Definitely, because the way they, they don't. Um, there's a lot of like silence. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there was very lynching. Totally. Standing
2: weird. And yeah. uh,
1: which is weird because they did make a movie together once, which was terrible. It wasn't oh. terrible. Uh, My Son, My Son, What Have You Done is the name. It was a ridiculous mm. name for a movie. <laughs> it's got Michael Shannon in it, Will and in it. Um, it's produced by Lin, directed by Herzog, and it's the, one of the single most inconsequential films I've ever seen in my life.
0: <laughs> oh. It's not
1: like bad; mm-hmm. it's just weird, and nothing happens, and it means nothing. <laughs> and it's, right. it's flamingos and PTSD and plays. I just I <laughs> recommend it though. <laughs> but yeah, this I think it's probably gone to cinemas by now. But I oh god, I love it so much. It was just, I laughed very hard. Yeah. Uh, he also has a documentary on Netflix at the moment called, I think, Into the Inferno, which is about volcanoes, which has equally some delightful moments and then some kind of more harrowing ones. But well, this one had har- harrowing ones too. Now, I've seen some reviews mention that it's biased and that because it ends with the shot of the technophobes in their campfire singing mm. songs with their like regular fire and just guitars and stuff, it's very, like, that's the stance. That's the movie's end- goal. is It's not goal, but the end point to say this is better I don't know if I buy that Mm. I think that was probably a nice image to end on but I'm not sure that it necessarily stamps out Herzog's view as technology bad old world good I feel it's a much more balanced movie than that I think it it did try to show negative sides between like Mm -hmm. the addiction and like that girl that died and they had her photos posted everywhere that was all saying, like, look, this stuff can be used badly. Or even mm. that really terrifying bit when he's talking to the security advisor and he's like, oh, yeah, like, our nuclear codes are constantly under threat. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Don't yeah.
1: tell me that. <laughs> I don't want to know that. Yeah. But then it's also, like, here's soccer playing robots yeah. and here's all the things technology can do. And like, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty balanced. I think, on the whole, it was pretty fair.
2: Yeah, I, I remember someone saying, actually, that he could have gone down a lot darker routes if mm, he wanted. Like, I mean, Definitely. He went down dark enough routes. But as in, like... There's plenty more terrible things that happened on the internet that he could cover if he wanted to. So <laughs> there you go. Uh,
1: so again, I think we'll both say, if it's still out, go see it. Mrs. Per- no, Madam Peregrine's. Oh God.
2: Miss Peregrine. What is yes. it?
1: Titles. Titles. Are, yeah, so it's yes, usually it's names should. for us. Titles at the bottom this time around. <laughs> Madam Peregrine's House yes. for <laughs> House for oh God. Home. Okay, don't worry. Just make home you. for peculiar children. Well oh, done. I was just calling it Ava Green's movie for the yeah, last that's few months, fine. <laughs> uh, or the crossbow for them. Eh,
2: not very good at all. No,
1: I didn't <laughs> hate it, but that's just because it got real dumb near the end, mm-hmm. like real dumb, and that saved it in many ways because it's. <sighs> I-, I don't think it's fair to call it just Kitty X Men because it's not that close to X Men. Like the initial setup mm. seemed like it was, but it's not really. It's sort of. Less interesting than that.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's just that there are magical children in the world with abilities that make no sense. We'll get that in a minute. Mm. Uh, that are trapped in like time locked days uh, who are headed up by bird women. Yeah. <laughs> and they're fighting off. Actually, okay, that's the rough plot. There's there's <laughs> bad people. It, it's X Men, but it's stupid than X Men. It's more fiddly than X Men, and the world really makes no sense. Sam Jackson's a bad guy. Evergreen's a good guy. She holds all the children in the house. That's your plot. Right. Mm. Let's just tear it apart. So my first point is, was your takeaway from this that the bad guys didn't exist till Sam Jackson and co. turned themselves into the bad guys? At which point then the Slender Man things existed, or did they pre-exist in that world? Because if they didn't pre-exist, and they only existed in Sam Jackson did his experiment with the initial like 12 people, mm. then as a Butterfield... Oh, was Jack? Jake?
2: Jake, yeah. John.
1: Jake. <laughs> Jake's power of being able to see them makes no sense.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. That if is If they true. didn't exist
1: before like 20 years ago, how could evolution do that? Yeah. Um, so that annoyed me.
2: <laughs> I I thought, yeah, that's that's a very good point because actually I was thinking that the okay, the whole world building is very hazy. But just putting about Leah. Yes. Yeah. But uh, but it also brings up like what's the point of having all these magical children in the same place in the first place? Yeah. Like what, all their parents just died and then this woman? If there's loads of these communes around the world, mm. why? Why are they them?
1: I mean, that's the <laughs> thing. It's If you go with the X-Men analogy, which they didn't really, it's mm. some kind of civil rights thing or it's about just a minority group. But for the most part, a lot of them didn't seem like they needed to be excluded. Mm. It almost seemed forced, like the, the necromancer kid. Whose power I didn't yeah. understand, that I read about it afterwards. <laughs> anyway, I thought, like, he, does he produce hearts from his body? I don't know where did they come from. <laughs> he wasn't like if they reference was a necromancer. I went, oh, fine, but that's only I read on a computer later on. Um, mm. Like he could have easily survived normal life.
0: Yeah. Unless yeah. he has
1: a pathological need to reanimate dead things <laughs> all the time, then he could easily pass in real life. Yeah. I think even flying girl at the most point could mm. probably get by with her weird weighted shoes that make no sense in my mind. If she's literally weightless. She shouldn't yeah. be able to really walk the way she does. It's it's stupid. And then the whole thing with the clearing of the boat with the air. and
0: Yeah, ugh. no, that's...
1: Even raising the boat, I'm sorry, this there's so many things in this movie. Raising the boat made no sense, because presumably it sank for a reason. Mm. I'm guessing it got hit by a bomb or something. Mm-hmm. But they just raise it, activate the coal fire, and it's grand. Yeah, Why did yeah. it sink? Yeah. What sank it?
2: Good question. I think, like, I think... We we did say we'd get to the, the kids' powers, so... Oh, but... I mean, yeah,
1: go for it. I have many points on this. But you go first. <laughs>
2: okay, but like, first of all, like, if you have a kid whose power is that he's bees,
1: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> he was my favorite. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, he was <laughs> lovely. He never uses his powers, does he? Nope. So, like, that's that's the one thing you have to do is have the powers make sense.
1: There were so many points during the final battle scene where I feel like he could have just <laughs> really used bees as some kind of yeah. distraction or mild hindrance to the enemies. He never did it. I, I, he must have used it at some point. When did I he mean, use he it? I must
2: have, but... I can't remember. I can't remember. It. Like, at dinner, they were kind of like, stop being bees, yeah. stop being a boy. <laughs> I mean, is, is that the extent of it?
1: I think you're correct. <laughs> just stop being bees was most of the thing said to him. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, like, as a fan of the video game Bioshock, which lets you fire bees at enemies, I was like, a kid made of bees, sweet, oh, this will yeah. be great. No, he's just made of bees. And and then, like, the weird twins, which are, like, Medusa kids or something. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. They were creepy. I didn't like them.
0: Mm.
1: And then the one I had the real issue with, so I have the Necromancer, which I still don't understand where the hearts came from. I want to know where the hearts came from. <laughs> where are you getting the hearts, kid? <laughs> <laughs> um, the kid that could see the future, fine. That's Okay. And then project his dreams out yes. of his eyes, but only with a very particular piece of technology, which I'm assuming he wasn't born with. So yes. how did they figure out he could do this?
0: And
2: my my question about him is, why was he CGI?
1: What? Wasn't he the whole kid?
2: Well, didn't he like CGI part of his face or something? He didn't.
1: It didn't notice
2: it. <laughs> am, am I kid. a horrible person?
1: <laughs> that kid looks like he doesn't exist. <laughs> your life out, child.
2: Yeah. Like, okay, what? like he looked blurry question. or just, no, like, just
1: shiny, or
2: I, I, like he just—he didn't look like he was real. He, he looked like he
1: was a bit like overly Aryan-looking, but I don't know if he looked fake.
2: I, I genuinely <laughs> thought that he was like computer, <laughs> yeah, okay. animated.
1: Oh dear. Um, it's <laughs> fine. Well, I mean, it, it, it's only mounting the list of issues of this movie.
0: Yeah. Never mind.
1: <laughs> uh, nice that Drew Dent is in there. Yeah. I liked that she held a crossbow for all of half a second before <laughs> she was mercilessly killed for no reason. Ava Green was great, mm-hmm. but barely in it, which I knew would happen. Um, and as I predicted, she fired that crossbow exactly once. Mm-hmm. It looked cool when she fired it uh, at a Slenderman, but yeah, it was just it. Even eventually, I worked it out. But even like the time travel thing with the mm. the loops. At the end I was like, why couldn't you just go back to the first one? Yeah. I eventually worked it out, I pulled it out of my head, like after talking to someone else who's seen it for about half an hour, we worked out the the logic they operate on, and it is okay. it, it's kind of sound that it would take him time to go to different areas, whatever. Very fiddly, wasn't explained very well. I I had some issue with Sam Jackson's whole thing, I've it was now.
2: Was it that
1: <laughs> <laughs> eating eyeballs is a bit arbitrary. Well,
2: yeah just felt like, it, when, even when he was being blown against the wall, which is
1: yeah, great, uh-huh. it,
2: it's just like, move sideways, <laughs> please, do something. Like well, he was just
1: no, so nonchalant, like, it, I feel yeah, like yeah. they gave him a script and he went, nah, <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'll do what I want to do on the day, you cut around it, Probably, and he just did yeah. that. <laughs> which I'm okay with, like, it's Sam Jackson, fine, but he was a weird, useless villain. Yeah. Um, that whole last fight sequence, again, because why didn't anyone use any of their powers until mm. they had to? yeah. Like the Medusa kids seemed like a game-breaking thing for me. Like they could have stopped Definitely, everyone. Yeah. Bee Child did nothing. <laughs> he could have just turned to bees and at That's least distracted it. everyone.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, who else had things they could do that they didn't do? It was almost super strong. I can't remember. Yeah,
2: there was a stru- super strong little girl who could
1: have just punched people.
2: Could, yeah, could have. What What really annoyed me was that they could have used their powers at the same time instead of being like, okay. Now you're up. Yeah. All right, you've done your frozen power thing. Now I'm up. Mm-hmm. I'll hit that guy in the back. Now, necromancer kid. It's so, like, do things at the same time. <laughs>
1: Organize.
2: Yes. Shouldn't the bare minimum of these movies, like the, you know, the lesson is like work together. Yeah. That's a given, you know? I suppose that was nominally
1: the message by the end, but it didn't really <laughs> earn it. I don't no, think. I don't think so. I mean, I guess the one bit where they do that is when they raise, raise the boat. Like, oh, she got rid of the water, mm-hmm. she activated the coal fires, the rest of them cleaned. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bee Kid made honey? Who knows what he can do? <laughs> I have annoyed if Bee Child did nothing, because Bee Child's yeah, a cool that's, idea. that's
2: all. That, I'd give him this You know, movie an extra star. Just Bee Kid did something.
1: Uh, I'll give it credit for... We'll get to the, the best bit in a minute, but... I give credit for just the really bizarre tonal shifts it took, and how needlessly gruesome it got a points despite being, I presume, a twelve twelves.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the eyeball thing was weird and horrible. Mm. Uh, the, when he kidnaps that one kid in the flashback was real dark. Um, I think, and then the best bit, which is the most Resident Evil of all the bits in the movie, when he and this is even this is messed up because I saw a different review um, of it, might have been a head stuff, uh, where he said. That they fight Slendermans with fake skeletons. Like, no, 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 they oh, were real they're skeletons. real skeletons. <laughs> they were actual people's bodies <laughs> from the cruise liner they resurrected, which sank for some reason. Yeah. That Necromancer Kid reanimated using the hearts he gets from somewhere. <laughs> so they desecrated like dozens of corpses to fight Slendermans mm. in a really gruesome fight scene that I actually really quite enjoyed. Because mm. there's like bits of it, like stabbing on the ground, his blood gouging out everywhere. Like, oh, this is good. This is real stupid, like ab- indescribably dumb. <laughs> I think Tim Burton has a brief cameo on that bit too uh, did you spot that there's no. a bit when, like, when the roller coaster like, crashes and there's a zoom in on what looks like Tim Burton okay. going, Ooh. Um, which is stupid and pointless uh, ugh, any more points or things to pick apart in this
2: no I don't know I, why do they
1: wear the gas masks
2: yeah I guess it was nominally some to sort of show like oh they're gonna avoid getting gassed <laughs>
1: From a bomb yes. <laughs> that would explode and kill them before any gas could possibly be released. Ye- yes, <laughs> which she always stopped anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. I, yeah.
1: Like, I how hasn't she gone insane? Like, if you're doing that every yeah. day for years and years and years and years and years, you'd you'd Ooh. forget one night. Yes, you would. It.
2: And also, actually, the one thing about the movie that did interest me that I thought you would also like mm-hmm. is the fact that all, so in the time loop, you've got all the the kids remember every day. Yes, and don't. But age. and they don't age. But all the townspeople. Don't. Uh-huh. They're basically. If, if this was a game, they would be the what are they called MP, NPCs. NPCs yeah. And they're quite happy to like murder and kill. You know, just basically destroy the lives of these ten people day after day.
1: That is really. I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, um
2: And I just thought that, it, like, huh. like considering stuff like Westworld and.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now you say that. That's, that's super Westworld Actually, that's um, a really cool idea. That wasn't <laughs> at all dealt with or referenced yeah like you could just go in and make a swarm of bees every day and mm. just like attack every. that's <laughs> so good oh
2: so you know morality around it too but never mind <laughs> just just be them to death
1: <laughs> what's the other kids power oh yeah she had a different mouth in the back of her head yeah was, was she the super strong Andy. one
2: possibly okay you would hope so
1: she has have something yeah oh it just because I, I read the plot description of the novel afterwards which seemed like it made a bit more sense mm. And ended very differently. There was no boats full of skeletons.
2: I suspected there might have been a very different ending. Yeah, there was.
1: Mm. Uh, it, I mean, that's really annoying me because it was written by Jane Goldman, who I love because she wrote like Kick-Ass and X Men First Class, and mm. which I know you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she's probably involved Kingsman. She's Matthew Vaughn's other go-to most of the time, and I like the weird tone and stuff is very her. That's mm. very Kick-Ass, but it just didn't work here. Mm-hmm. And oh, Sam Jackson was so bad. <laughs> But was he, I don't know what instructions he was given. Like yeah. the Tim Burton just go, hey Sam, just come in for a day and do whatever the fuck you want. Mm. We'll cut around
0: Maybe.
1: it. Uh, and then why did Ava Green uh, not go on the boat at the end? She stood on in the tower batmanning in the distance yeah. for a final shot.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, dumb. I also kind of thought it was weird that they were like, Jake, the protagonist, mm-hmm. was sort of like, oh, so your power is that you can turn into a bird. And she's like, no, I can just turn into a bird. That's not my power. Why, yeah, my stupid. power is time travel, you idiot. Know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's oh. so obnoxious.
1: That reminds uh, kind of extending on from the kid who needs the eyepiece to do mm. his power. She can only time travel or freeze time with the, the watch. Yeah. So how did her race of bird ladies discover they could freeze time before they got watches? Good
0: question. Did they
1: get born with the watches? It's just such bad world building. Really None of it makes is. any goddamn yeah. sense. Yeah, well it's really frustrating to watch. Mm. Um...
2: And boring. I'm sorry, it was, it was boring.
1: boring. It was quite <laughs> dull. Uh, I uh, I didn't. I quite like As a Butterfield, and I thought he was decent in this. A good American accent for a British guy. Solid, solid, but dull, dull. Mm. Nothing happened. Love interest don't care. Mm. Uh, even like it seemed like there was a twist coming, like a very obvious twist of Necromancer Kid being all like spurned lover and then going bad. Like mm-hmm. no, he's he's so good. No. Yeah. <laughs> so just nothing happens for an hour. All right, that, that's yeah. fine. Oh. <sighs> Oh, well. That was cathartic. Um yes. yeah, so fuck that movie. <laughs> it's worth it. It's, no it's not worth it, sorry, it's not at all worth <laughs> it. If you have to watch any of it, watch any Ava Green scene, any Judy Dench scene, and then the big dumb fight at the end. Yeah. That's it. Pretty much. So what are we up to next? I have down next as Nocturnal Animals, which you have not seen no. which I will briefly talk about. Which is the first of two Amy Adams movies we'll be reviewing this evening. Mm. Um, It is about. She is a jaded artist who doesn't see the point of anymore because it's all just crap, 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 crap. And then she gets a manuscript delivered to her house from her ex husband, who is Jake Gyllenhaal. It is a crime thriller. Um, So the movie is basically just showing the novel dramatized as she's reading it, but cutting back to her present day stuff now and again, not that often. Uh, basically, the book is because she left Gillian Hall. See, I am trying. To, how much is this, isn't this, it, She left Gillian Hall and remarried, and it he was. They keep referencing how sensitive he was as an artist, and he's a very sensitive human being, and it broke him basically. So, the novel is his kind of exercising those demons from himself, and she's going to realize that it's all about her and what they had, and what, kind of what she did to the relationship. And it's very dark and very murdery, and Michael Shannon's there, and it's great. Um, but what I don't go into spoilers not much else I can say all I will say is Tom Ford came out of nowhere as a director for me I haven't seen Single Man yet which I think is the only other thing he's directed but this like visually stunning uh, especially the present day stuff looks incredible but then again it's all like these very stark primary colours and these very clean environments and it looks great a few complaints if I have any is that there's a real waste of cast in this Jenna Malone's in it for a scene has no point to her character.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Michael Sheen's in it for a scene. No point to his character. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal's great. my great. She's really good. Transylvania's kind of a no army hammers in it for a little bit, but he's I don't really <laughs> care about him anyway. Um, I definitely would recommend it. Like the score is very kind of sweeping, grandiose. Oh, Aaron Taylor, Aaron Taylor Johnson is a hillbilly, murderous redneck with the wo- the most oh. woeful neck beard possible. And it took me ages to realize it actually was him, because seeing him with an American accent, well, uh, kind of a very hick American accent and all like neck beardy and just dirty and beating women was like, oh, who's that? Ass- oh, uh, he's very good, though. Uh, it's probably going to get Oscar nominations. It should. It should probably at least win for maybe cinematography. And I actually think Johnson could do it as a supporting actor nomination i going to look at my notes and keep talking and rambling while I do mm. it because you haven't seen it so you can't talk about this. Yeah, sorry. So I'll just keep talking into the microphone and not see any, uh, any real import. Her mother, whose name, actress, I did not look up and refused yeah. to, so <laughs> she'll call her Michelle because oh, Michelle yes, is, our, is our go-to, we've forgotten that woman's name, yes. name. She's in it for an, all of a scene, even less so than the previous single scenes. But it is a masterclass in writing, directing, and costume design and mm-hmm. hair and makeup. She is terrifying, and she's just this like Southern Belle kind of woman, but she has the most gigantic hair. It's all like quiffed back, quaffed back, whatever that oh, word is. Yeah. Wearing this like white satin blazery thing, and just like these massive fingernail, and she's just this disparaging mother conservative type. But like that actress, if you can give an Oscar for a single scene, she deserves it, and so does the hair, and makeup, and everything. It's it's that one bit's great. I. It's hard to describe it. Actually, like having a picture to show, um, but it is—it is, it is incredible what they managed to do in that one tiny bit. Mm. Uh, there's a really, there's a, there's one jump scare in the whole movie, which is weird for a non-horror movie, but mm. they put it in there. It's a really weird, abstract one as well, um, but it's good because okay. <laughs> it's the only jump scare in the whole movie, so it obviously mm. works. Uh, I I definitely would recommend it. I think it's. It's clear enough in its subtext uh, in terms of what the novel is to the main plot line that I think anyone can kind of follow it, but there's enough ambiguity near the end that I think the last shot is open to interpretation. Oh, okay. Uh, Because I had a bit of an argument with someone about what it means. They're like, oh, no, it just means that he's blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, but if it means that he... I'm not mm. going to say things I don't want to ruin it for you but <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> I feel like it goes a few different ways it could go a few different ways mm. and I, I think this is just great and Tom Ford should make lots of movies and I think he should make a Bond movie I would like to see him do a Bond movie Ooh. it would be good and Hall's obviously good he's always good mm-hmm. uh, yeah several thumbs up uh, Nocturnal Animals Um speaking of Amy Adams you yeah. have seen Arrival and I, I have. have not
2: no um, which probably sounds like it's also going to get um, mm-hmm. Oscar nods which is um, good for a sci-fi movie that really happens yeah, that's true and everyone loves it, so uh, <laughs> don't listen to me, because I am a big contrarian. But, yeah. So, uh, we hired you. Yes, um, this is uh, Dennis Villeneuve.
1: I can never pronounce his name either. Yeah. I love him as a director, um, but I can't yeah. pronounce name. He just yeah. Dennis.
2: Yeah. So this is, it's based on um, a short story called S- Story of My story, Life.
1: yeah.
2: Or story of your life. One of them. I think your life. Your life, story, yes. of, Mi- story
1: of Michelle's life.
2: Yes, Michelle's <laughs> life, exactly. So, in uh, this, Amy Adams is... Uh, A linguist who has just lost her daughter to some sort of unspecified disease. She's still getting over the death of that and then aliens arrive. (laughs) Oh, what bad luck. Yeah, I know. Or is it? Because maybe these aliens are nice. That's maybe. Um so there's twelve alien giant pods. She
1: gets her kid back, doesn't she? She gets her kid back. Well, we'll
2: see. (laughs) They land around different places around the earth and uh, the big thing is, how are we going to communicate with them? So Forrest Whitaker, who is Colonel uh, in the US Army, comes to Amy Adams saying, can you translate this for us? And she says, well, maybe, but I have to meet with the aliens first. So yeah, so the movie is about her and Jeremy Renner, who's a mathematician, I think. Yeah, meeting the aliens trying to understand their language. I didn't think it was very good. <laughs> I'm not selling do. it very
1: well. If
2: I'm I, don't, I don't want to sell it. I've just been like to see the see elevator it. pitch
1: of what's your next movie, Dennis? Well, it's about this, and then they do this, and I guess he's a an mathematician. And...
2: Yeah, well, that's what he did, <laughs> so that's how I'm selling it. Unfortunately, it's. There's a lot of, there are good things about it, and the score is great. It's really, um,
1: is it by the guy that did Sicario? johannes johannes yes like that. Yeah.
2: yes it is um, it sounds like a fake name but it's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and actually i don't know if he did enemy as well
1: i think he did yeah because
2: enemy the soundtrack to that was terrible oh really But i, I thought it was so i annoying. can't remember the
1: score I, like remember the visuals really well yeah it was always like just like a single instrument kind of going. Yeah it, was, wah, wah. yeah it was so yeah, annoying yeah, i was
2: yeah. just like, shut up <laughs> no, i don't care I, but the well the thing that annoyed me in enemy was it didn't to me the visuals didn't correspond to the music at all whereas this yep, time yep. they did really well so that that's uh that was a plus so well done whatever your name is johan <laughs> johan
1: that might not all be the name okay. it's something like something that, like that. It, it sounds like what was a day-to-day name um remember like the the french philosopher you've seen the day-to-day haven't you I or have, brass eyes yeah it but- was there's a French philosopher character that they keep going back to. Oh, uh, okay. He has a great name that's just like the same name as his surname. Sorry, it, no. totally irrelevant. Um, <laughs> yeah, if I told him the name, it would have, a good, would have been a good punchline, but I can't think of it. All right. So Johannes Johansson. Yes. Whatever um, your name is, you're good. Except yes. an enemy.
2: The movie, it, like it does some stuff well, but well, I, th- I think the one thing that Villeneuve just doesn't, just always does is everything's so bleak. He doesn't have any sense of humor at all. Like, I I don't think he's able to Mm. realize that being bleak is kind of funny. You know, like at some point you got to turn around and laugh at yourself, which I don't think he can do.
1: Um You're making him sound somewhat like Christopher Nolan right now, and it's really making me sad because <laughs> you're right and <laughs> I've gone off Nolan so much in the last few years that I love it enough So okay. like <laughs> Well no, no. no we'll see. Maybe he'll
2: redeem himself. Well
1: no, even what you said in your review though, your written review, not the one you've just spoken with your mouth. Uh, uh <laughs> which I did that one. <laughs> that one. Um the way you made it sound reminded me a lot of my Thoughts in the Interstellar, where it was like, This okay. is solid sci-fi and then
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Emotions come into it and override the logic and destroy it.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Like it, it, the the film opens really well. It the opening scene or mm-hmm. montage is Amy Adams giving birth to and then growing up with and losing her child really okay. early on. It's heartbreaking and it's really well shot and it's it, it's very, very beautiful. So I mean, I suppose when you start with something that like hits you that hard, mm. it's it is hard to keep the movie going i suppose in a way <laughs> you know like how do you how do you keep that going it's just that after such like an impactful start there's not really enough going to keep the viewer interested i don't think uh, amy adams joins the the u.s contingent to try and decipher this language but like there's pretty much nothing else going on like it's sort of like everyone was just waiting around for her to turn mm. up and okay. then when she's not doing anything, no one's doing anything. <laughs> Just, it's, it seems sort of quite empty. They had a really good idea at the beginning and then they're kind of like, okay, we have to somehow loop back to it but we have to fill all this empty space in the meantime.
1: Yeah, that's weird because I'm usually a big fan of movies based on short stories rather than full mm. novels because it feels like that's enough room to wriggle something out of without having to like sacrifice stuff but mm. but the sounds of it, that was a terrible idea adapting a short story into a full movie.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't know, I, like, I, I kind of, think it was because um there's just kind of a lot of empty exposition Mm. and a lot of i think there's a it's kind of a bit mixed as to whether the um the science behind it is good or not you know like isn't you know some people are saying the linguistics makes sense other people are saying it doesn't what's neil degrasse
1: tyson saying that's that's all the people seem to listen to these days
2: and then it just falls for like just the you know the kind of stereotypical pitfalls like because amy adams is A linguist, Mm. for some reason, science is her enemy. So you get a couple of like, "Oh, science! Don't talk to me about science." How the hell
1: does that make sense?
2: I have no idea. It really doesn't. Linguistics
1: seems like the most sciencey of kind of the artsy things. Yeah, that's it. But
2: like, I think it's it is similar to the interstellar thing of like, but if we have love, (sighs) what can science teach us?
1: The moment that happened, I just wanted to drop the Christmas one. see, so, I'm really annoyed that this is doing that. I'm probably going to see it tomorrow night anyway. But
2: okay, we'll do. What uh, uh, you know, think? But um, Amy Adams does a really good job. Um, and you know, there's nice visuals and there's some good things going on. So it's I, not all
1: bad. Like even just the posters, I really like because I, I feel like you're right. He does bleak. He, he is very bleak. I feel like he does dread very well though. Like enemies is endless dread. Prisoners is all this about paranoia. <laughs> Sicario has a great sort of horror movie. Atmosphere to Mm. it. And even like the posters are just these giant things just like hovering silently over cities. Like that's really kind of creepy as an image and it's it's cool. And it's, I'm disappointed to hear that it's just like a bit bland and nothing happens and Mm. power of love comes into it. So, Uh. you know. But he's making Blade Runner, so it'll be alright Okay,
2: there you go. Um.
1: So,
2: what are we on to next?
1: uh, I think we will do our, since we missed Halloween, but we both saw one thing in the (laughs) horathon, we'll do a quick horathon double bill. Uh, I suppose I'll go first, since you went last. Train to Busan is the much-tooted... Oh, crap. Um, <laughs> Korean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I feel like, if I'm wrong on Korean, that's bad. If I say movie from the East, that's far <laughs> worse. So, <laughs> Is a film... Not of these lands. <laughs> so much worse. I think it's Korean or maybe Indonesian. It's not Chinese-Japanese. It's it's a country that isn't Chinese-Japanese. Yes. I, th- I think it might be Korean. Horror movie about zombies. <laughs> um like a lot of buzz, a lot of press. A lot of people think it's the best zombie film in years. Uh like It's better than 20 days later. It, I don't think it's better than 20 days later. I don't think it's good as Girl with all the gifts. Oh, yeah, they're also saying like it's... um snowpiercer with zombies um uh, but then some of you're saying oh no but it's better than snowpiercer like snowpiercer was very plodding and uh, self-important blah, blah as you honestly if you're going to take any kind of social commentary from train to bazan it's one very surface and two you're kind of having to grasp for it because it's it's just kind of it, it isn't even really class division it's quite arbitrarily just here's the situation suddenly the rules have changed now mm. we don't like you and i'm like oh, i guess it's sort of a you could take it as a commentary mm. on changing economic situations uh, if you want to it's a bit mm. of a stretch but uh, the basic idea is it's a father and daughter they're trying to get maybe to Busan? I don't know they're trying to get somewhere on a train <laughs> that, that goes to Busan yeah, makes sense <laughs> somewhere <laughs> yeah, along it, the way it maybe it tracks it tracks, um, <laughs> it tracks. Oh, trains and buns. <coughs> oh no oh no it's kidding me that one was so bad <laughs> I think it. we've
2: just come up with a name for our <laughs> podcast it's like train funds. how low can we you'd go you have to call it It
1: Tracks <laughs> wouldn't you like, It Tracks and then colon, colon yeah. train puns um, anyway so they're on a train and the zombies happen as they are wont to do in situations like these um, I don't think they explain oh they do vaguely it's not important so they're all trapped in this train zombies are happening I think one zombie gets on the train and then obviously infects everyone else and then it becomes a case of much like girl with all the gifts there's a very particular thing in mind with zombies i think now they can hear you but their vision seems to work on like movement Okay. and they can't see it all in the light in the dark so if the lights go out like in say a tunnel which trains want to go into they become entirely emotionless and they just don't move um because they they don't know how to move in the darkness
2: very that's Amazing,
1: actually. Yeah, it's cool. They still work on sound though, so they'll still like, they're going a go to oh. it. But they well, yeah. basically they act like scared children and they get darkness, they just don't move. Okay. Which is, a, yeah, it's a good like, little plot conceit to have. Um, These zombies are basically the World War Z zombies, so they just sprint, mm. uh, which led to me laughing quite a lot during <laughs> this because. Did you see World War Z? Yeah. Yeah, you no, know, it was kind of funny the way they kind of clowned the wall that one time. By just dogfiling well, each other and like, then just like making a weird liquid of themselves.
2: Like it enraged me, but I mean, I guess it was kind of funny also. I laugh a
1: lot. But I didn't read the book, so I, had, uh, I, I okay. went in there kind of going, This is a perfectly adequate movie. It's <laughs> stupid, but it's fine. Yeah, 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 I'm sure the book's okay. a lot better, but this is hilarious.
0: <laughs> <coughs>
1: Excuse me. That pun reader just took it down my throat. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, so that happens a lot, but I think they made it worse than World War Z in terms mm. of just the sheer absurdity of the visuals. Mm-hmm. Because it's on a train car, so once a full carriage is infected, you just got this, like, rolling boulder of humans just, like, okay. careening through a train, like, wall to wall, and it's hmm. great. Yeah. But it's stupid. And there's a bit when they're kind of in the station, and they seem to have trapped the zombies behind them, and they're, like, running to get on the train. The zombies are all, like, on the second floor window, just smashing it, and they just all break out. and start raining down the train, so it's just rain, literally raining zombies. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Which is not to say it's a bad movie. It's not intense. Uh, it is, as a zombie film goes, a solid one because they kind of avoid a lot of the things you hated about *Girl All the Gifts*. Like, there's no plodding around like, the countryside looking for resources. It's just, roll a train. The zombies on the train. Get off the train. Oh no! Zombies on the station. get back on the train. Go. Um, it does get very, hmm, very Japanese cinema points which is Ooh, worse cool. if, it, if it's not a Japanese movie that's even worse <laughs> which is to say it, the dialogue is quite cringy and okay. very melodramatic and filled with emotions and the score is totally out of place and just like mm. swells at points into like, these really mournful violins it's like please stop there's a train of zombies like made of zombies behind you right now <laughs> like there's a, that near the end they're escaping on a smaller train and a single zombie grabs the back of it and then a zombie grabs that zombie and then they kinda of make a weird giant um I assume there's some kind of kid's toilet that does that. A lot of really? hooks. I suppose like human velcro, I suppose, would be way doing oh, it. They just kinda okay. keep grabbing each other and then there's a giant
2: thing of zombies sliding along the ground
1: behind the tray. It's great. <laughs> Laugh so much. So much. Um... Yeah,
2: aren't there monkeys that do that?
1: Yeah, I feel there's something about monkeys. Yeah. There's a and in Iron Man three about that. That's mm-hmm. the only context I have for the monkey thing. I
2: think it was also in Toy Story.
1: Yes, you're right. Mm. Yes, that's the exact picture yeah. you need. That, but with okay. zombies. Okay. Um But yeah. less of a single file of them. More just like mm-hmm. a big mess of it.
0: Okay.
1: Like a little like tangled hair with humans. <laughs> it's it's wonderful. Uh, so yeah, I I would recommend it. Like it's it's short enough and it's a decent fun watch. Um, if you're genre savvy enough of a zombie film, which everyone is, but everyone's seen every zombie movie ever. Or Watches The Walking Dead or whatever, so everyone knows that in movies. It's better than most. It's not boring. I think just the cultural divide means it's quite funny in places. I really mm. could not take the last scene seriously when it's meant. Sorry, the second to the last scene where it's meant to be as very serious sad sacrifice moment and just the score (laughs) is so cheesy and so screamingly trying to get you to to have a bit of a cry Mm -hmm. while this character sees flashbacks of his like his new his daughter being born (laughs) and Uh. crying and then spoiler kills himself because he's infected Uh, it's stupid awful there's also one character who is just the most caricatured bad businessman possible who it's actually quite funny the level to which he will fuck over everyone else just to get away with it um yeah, no, it's good fun. I'd recommend it. Oh, yes. I will say one other point about that. It was quite good. The actual movement of the zombies when they aren't a big CGI horde of mm-hmm. tangled hair is really good because they apparently hired dancers for it. Oh, uh, that's so cool. the movements are really jerky and oh. really unsettling. When they're like just becoming infected and moving around, it's terrifying. Wow. Once they're going to Ball, it's really funny. Okay. But it's really... Did you see the first Silent Hill movie?
2: No, have okay, seen that.
1: Okay, if anyone's seen that, the way the nurses move in that, which is also dancers, I think. Oh, um, okay. Well, I assume they hired I didn't actually look this up in hindsight. <laughs> I just oh. saw my notes saying <laughs> dancers. Yes, they hired dancers. <laughs> and was, actually, there's a question mark after that. I meant to look it up. I assume <laughs> they hired okay, dancers. Okay. If not, it was just some really good um, kind of just body performance by yeah, those yeah. Uh, zombie actors. Yeah. So, yeah, it's clever. It's fun. It's decent. uh It's funny. You laugh, you'll cry, have a real good time. All right. Kind of a Uh So, keeping with the theme of <laughs> movies from the Orient, yes. Sarah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's our new
2: section. <laughs> um,
1: oh, we're very white. Um,
2: <laughs> yes. So, um, this is um, Headshot, which is also, it was also part of the IFI Horathon. Mm-hmm. I think it actually closed the, the week off. Yes, possibly. But it actually w- wasn't at all horror. Because
1: Train to Bazaan opened it. That's, that's ah, a nice bookending. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was our yes, plan all along, yes.
2: So yeah, oddly enough it wasn't actually at all horror. Yes. Totally. Yeah, it's an action movie, isn't it? It's I, I heard about it
1: months ago yeah. being sold as like a Raid-esque film.
2: Yeah. So it's yeah. The same
1: main actor, isn't it? Same main thing.
2: actor, Iku Uwais. Um, Nicely done. Yes, thank you. <laughs> no, it's it's straight up action. It sort of, it starts quite Bourne-esque, so Iku Uwais turns up, I think, Born did the same actually. He he just like washes up on um, mm-hmm. in a harbour, and um, he's brought to a, a hospital where this nice young female doctor is looking after him. And once he wakes up, he doesn't remember anything. And at the same time, a sort of evil bad guy syndicate have have been looking for one of their members who somehow went went missing. So I wonder what happened there.
0: Mm, um, Intrigue.
2: Yeah, yes, that's it. So once they hear about Iko, he's called Melville after... No, Melville? No, sorry.
1: <laughs> Why well, did you spend the last two minutes saying the really harsh man's name repeatedly when his actual <laughs> name in the movie is Melville?
2: <laughs> Trying to show off here. No, sorry, it's not it's not Melville, it's... Uh... I was hoping you could say, like,
1: Bob or something. Like, Why <laughs> yeah, did you do that Bob. to yourself? <laughs>
2: no, sorry, it's it's um, it's um Moby Dick, but it's Ishmael. So call me Ishmael.
1: Oh, so they call okay, him yeah, Ishmael.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then they go looking when they hear that someone has uh, washed up, they go looking for him. When they don't find him there, they kidnap his young doctor friend. And uh, then he decides that it's up to him to go and rescue her. It's very silly. Not much of the movie makes sense. I don't think it's... I don't think that was the intention either. I think it's sort of how many action sequences can Mm -hmm. we shove in there. But um, it's actually... Like, if you do like martial arts films... It's pretty good. Like yeah. there's a lot of very inventive action going on. There's one sequence where Ishmael is handcuffed to a desk and then has to basically like use the desk to parry nice, like nice. shots of, or parry hits away from him. There's a lot of really, really great action going on in it. Unfortunately, more so I, I don't know if this is like also a genre thing, but like internal sort of small spaces seem to be better for action. Once you go outside, it, yeah, you know, then you don't have to fight. You can just <laughs> move away. slightly <laughs> away. Um, and there's also an issue that no one seems to have any peripheral vision. So it doesn't, you uh. know, it doesn't sort of make for verisimilitude, I guess. But, you know, it makes for good action.
1: I mean, they're all things you could level. Did you see the Raid movies? Like you yes. could level those. Yeah, they're the same problems there. Like, it was all, like, bathroom stalls and hall- like hall- like hallways or corridors. Horridors.
2: Definitely, Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Even like the car chasing raid, too, where it's just that was incredibly shot as well. It's just like it's a fight in a car while it's moving. Like, yeah, you're right. Once it's open spaces, it's sort of it's hard to just survive a lot of action scenes. Mm. I mean, if I suppose it did make a question, so it's failed, but (laughs) it (laughs) did make a question. So, why do you think it was putting a horror on if it's like what about it? was to you at least the horror bits, just the blood.
2: Yeah, actually, it was very gory. Okay, that's very well. So, (laughs) it probably was. And actually, the opening sequence is disgusting oh. but also just amazing. Um it's like set in this Indonesian jail, so like you're already yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not gonna be that pleasant. And oh there's just so many just like shanking and stabbing oh. and just <laughs> you know, it's uh, yeah. So I would say probably is definitely the gore. It's, it's I don't think it's there's much more than say in the raid either. Yeah. You know, like it be about as much of a horror as the raid would be.
1: I mean, horathons weird. They showed black dynamite there first, so I mean, oh, you okay. know, well, you don't you know them anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it was a good. I'm glad I saw it. It was mm. good inclusion, yeah.
1: so I, I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing. It. I had meant to see it actually, but uh, yeah, that's
2: mm. good. Oh, actually, the one other thing I will say mm. is that the cam- the camera work is terrible. I know. It's it's, <laughs> it's so distracting. It's just like
1: twirling oh, right.
2: and yeah, and and there's a lot of fast editing, which isn't required when your actors actually are really good yes, martial artists. Exactly. Don't cut. <laughs> Just let them do it. <laughs> so that yeah. put me on the
1: first raid movie. Actually, that they did that. They did a lot of cutting. Mm. Because that ruined it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But there you go.
0: Um,
1: I think I know we're going to end on. But I think we'll you saw thing based on a book. Yes. Uh, I am not a serial killer, or I am not. I don't want to be a I, serial killer. Uh, I am not a serial I'm killer. Not a serial yes.
2: Killer. It was directed by our own good old billy o'brien who is irish that is sounds
1: you? so much like a fake name <laughs> that you made up on the spot <laughs> <I promise laughs> what's I didn't. a good irish name uh paddy <laughs> O'Patrick. Oh, patrick <laughs> he made this
2: um and actually there's some great names in this because um the main character so well his name in the film is john cleaver no no sort of
1: oh sort of see, that, see what's going right there the yeah, yeah.
2: but the actor is called max records
1: <laughs> it's not a real never, name
2: yeah that's it's really not i mean possibly isn't I suppose yeah that's true but yeah it's
1: was he a in something great. else was he in um, Project Almanac or something I
2: think he I think he was because that in name doesn't familiar yeah. to me yeah, yeah
1: so. that wasn't a good movie either
0: okay well there you go <laughs> well, this, this, this <laughs> might be, no, sorry. this might be good
1: I was thinking of just, sorry Jenny's thinking that was not a good movie <laughs> <laughs> what no. I said. Um, Sarah go on
2: <laughs> yes no um, this, is, this is yeah a very good movie and actually uh, it's hard to talk about because I think the less you know about it yeah. going in the better um, there some things I will say is um, Christopher Lloyd is in it and he is great. He also looks quite like Bernie Sanders in it, which brings <laughs> sort of a lot of like poignancy and uh, just no. it adds a lot of layer of meanings that wouldn't be there I otherwise. I want escapism, Sarah, not I know, not reminds of a I know.
1: possible future.
2: But um, it's great. It's very funny. Very also like there are some very chilling moments mm. and. It's great because, um, so John Cleaver, who's the, our main character, he is a teenager who is convinced that he is a sociopath. It's kind of cool because he's really open about it. <laughs> like, he, he, like he goes to, he's a, a, a psychiatrist that mm-hmm. he talks to and stuff. And he also has a friend who they research stuff about uh, serial killers together. It's sort of nearly indie in that way. Like they're just, they sort of just... Talk about it, and it's—it's actually—it's, but it's quite nice because it really humanizes him. Mm. You kind of get the feeling like, maybe, maybe being a serial—I'm sorry, being a serial killer is bad. <laughs> maybe being a sociopath is like, maybe it's not like all doom and gloom. You know, maybe, maybe yeah. you can even like grow to like people who are sociopaths. That sounds
1: like possible, um, right, yeah.
2: and uh, then other things happen in the movie <coughs> that I won't talk about. But mm-hmm. I I would really, really recommend it because it's, yeah, it's, I think it's probably one of the best movies I've seen this year. God so, damn, yeah. I better see it and then hate it and disagree yes, with you next time. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you
1: no, know, I am curious to see it. The title alone grabbed me. I was like, that sounds like my kind of movie. Christopher Law is like, yes, excellent. Mm. Um, I am curious about the plot. I know you're not going to say it. No, mm-hmm. you shouldn't. Just because I read Wikipedia really quickly and it it's weird that the novel... That it's based on does not mention the word paranormal in in synopsis, but ah, the movie does. Okay. And I'm wondering if they added that in, or if it's already or, or maybe it's like it's vague in the novel or something. Because mm. um, it it seemed like a very interesting, low-key, as you said, just exploration of sociopathy. Sociopathy? Yes. So word. <laughs> Damn it. Um, <laughs> I try to sound smart and i <laughs> undercut it. Uh, that whole thing. Um but the word paranormal makes you, go, oh <laughs> mm. this sounds a bit too odd thomasino which is not a know. bad movie or book but just you know.
2: don't let it put you off i know i'm gonna see it i'm just that. gonna good. see it <laughs>
1: and probably read the book as well um hmm. yeah no that sounds good and it's always nice to have an irish film or yes. an irish director yeah. that's making movies that isn't no, no. Ireland. i'm
2: kind of hoping this is this will be the, the next r- room you know that's my cool good i'll I that yeah yeah
1: i mean i i always say it i have a very well documented bias against irish movies but only when they're made by Irish people set in Ireland about being Irish they can all fuck off anything else is fine Viva was great I loved yeah. Viva that was made by all Irish and it was not about it was about Brazilian no Cuban drag queen it was wonderful Brooklyn was awful for that same reason for the, the, well the officer. you know what I mean you, know, you get what I'm saying you know what I'm putting down here I understand uh, yes. your, your logic did you see uh, The Stag oh. oh god that final we always say about that final scene dear Jesus Hated it. Right. (laughs) Right. But, um, you know, another episode, another comic book movie. So this time it's Doctor Strange, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, I did not not have hopes of this one. I'm always, like, Marvel movies have earned a certain level of acceptance. I mean, I'll I'll always see them and I'll always give them the benefit of the doubt until I see them because they're always consistently decent. There's no real bad Marvel movie. There's less good ones like Thor 2 or Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3 or... (laughs) Even Guardians, to a point, wasn't great. Anyway, um, Doctor Strange is Bendit Cumberbatch, who is playing Sherlock Holmes again, who, mm. but who is a surgeon.
2: And American. And
1: American. Not a bad accent. The trailers put me off as Ooh. that's a terrible, very distracting accent.
2: We'll get to the accent.
1: We'll get to the accent. <laughs> I settled into it pretty quickly. I was like, this is fine, As a grand.
0: Yes.
1: You did not, apparently, which is fine. That's also okay. <laughs> so he's very, very hand-focused. A lot of mm. hands. So then he's texting and driving because he's a bad man. And he pancakes some kids and he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) He's texting and driving and the film makes pain to show us his hands being crushed very, very (laughs) completely to make sure, you know, he can't use hands again. And he tries medical science. They can't fix his hands. So he just goes to the Orient. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes to China. It is China, isn't it? I know, I know it's, yes. it's Tibet in the comics. It is Tibet in the comics, but they couldn't use Tibet because oh. that would cut off okay. their massive market, which is a really fucked up bit of capitalism. Uh, okay. Because, yeah, they've said in Tibet China wouldn't let it in. So there there goes, mm. like, the world's biggest single market. Um, Cinematically speaking. So, yes, politics. Uh, it's set in China, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty sure it's set in China, where he meets Tilda Smitten, who is great, and teaches him all about magic and things and the multiverse. And he very, very quickly learns it all and then Matt Nicholson is a bad man who stole mm. the magic to do the things to do with a giant face in an ultimate dimension uh, this is really bad the more I talk about it <laughs> I think I'm selling it very badly magic happens, magic entails exclusively rings that make portals whips uh, made of light and sort of weird astral daggers mm. that is all the magic we see yes. in this magic movie <laughs> that opens up the Marvel Universe to use the magic, that is it mm. Uh, he has a cape who's his best friend and who, for me, stole the whole movie. <laughs> that cape, God love it. Aww. So he has a showdown with Mads at the end. Of course he does. Uh, it's a Marvel movie, but it's a bit different at the end. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, it's a real fun time. There's jokes, there's levity, there's 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 deaths, there's serious-ish moments. Mm. It's very well cast. Uh, the writing is, for the most part, pretty good. I was... Initially having awful Suicide Squad flashbacks at the start when they started playing all the music. A lot of licensed music, very top heavy. I was like, oh no. Mm. Uh, I think some of the jokes don't quite land. The Beyonce joke just didn't do it for me. Mm. The payoff wasn't bad, but uh, Wong oversold Mm, the the laugh, so the payoff was ruined by that. (laughs) Which is worrying because I know Dan Harmon came out of rewriting this one. And I, Yeah, Jeepers. during the reshoots okay. he did some of the rewrites and I presume that was to inject more humour because that's always the excuse he used these uh, days okay. with the res- reshoots. And if those are his jokes, that's, damn, that's would mm. fallen from grace, sir. Mm. But on the whole, I I thoroughly enjoyed it while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And since I've seen it, it's just entirely disposable. Like, it, it it means nothing to me. I will watch it again. I already have a pre-ordered on Blu-ray. Uh, but I, I don't know that see, this is a, a wider issue with the Marvel Universe. I'll let you talk in a minute. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that I think at this point they've stopped being self-contained event films. I think the first Avengers definitely was.
0: Mm.
1: I think Civil War got away with it on sheer spectacle alone. Like the airport fight was properly cinematically, spectacularly blah, blah, blah. Fine. The rest of these things, it's like a TV show now. It's just every three months there's a new episodes. And they're all pretty good episodes, and I like where the story's going. I'm looking forward to the season finale when we see it all finally wrap up. That'll be good. Mm. But they, in and of themselves, aren't surprising anymore. They're not, they don't get me excited anymore. They're just fun things to watch and enjoy and wait for the next one. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And to that end, there was a good Credit scene. I'm looking forward to that that film. Uh, That should be fun, too. No doubt, full of weird, quippy pop culture references. And yeah. So, I mean, it's good. It's enjoyable, but you also don't have to see it. Mm Mm-hmm. Sarah. Yeah.
2: that's interesting because. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, it, it's weird. I feel like I enjoyed it. I actually su- surprisingly enjoyed it, but I nearly like for completely different reasons to you. Mm-hmm. For example, I said for the after credit scene, and I was like, "This is boring. I don't care." Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I don't really want to see another Thor movie. Okay. I actually think this movie was actually surprisingly self-contained. Mm-hmm. I, I Like, I thought that other than one stupid reference about, oh, but what if your necklace is a... What are Infinity they stone. Infinity yeah. stone. Uh, and then the other thing about, like, well, the Avengers take care of the physical realm while we look yeah. after the mystical realm. Well, actually, everyone just punches everyone, so it doesn't really, it doesn't really <laughs> make <laughs> yes, difference. <it's> <laughs> um, I thought it w- was... Qu- I just thought that it was actually not unindispensable but I thought of the movies that have come lately I think it was one of the better ones I thought it was probably the best
1: in Um, terms of movies released this year (laughs) yes oh no no. well I
2: mean more like in terms
1: of (laughs) the Marvel Um, actually,
0: yes
1: (laughs) I mean I'd probably say it's better than Age of Ultron I think Civil War just coasts by on that airport fight so much for me that I kind of feel like I'm not as good as that Uh, I didn't love Guardians so I think Mm. it's probably better than that no I agree with you I think it just it it felt like a phase one movie
2: Okay. Well, true. I mean, it was an origin. It was an origin story, story but true, it true. was a
1: very by the numbers origin story. And I was like, this is this would, this would have been like amazing in two thousand nine. Right yeah. now, it's still good, and I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there wasn't enough, especially because they made these promises. Of, like, oh, it's gonna be so trippy, and it's gonna like open up the Marvel universe, all this mm. weird new shit. Like it didn't though. It just was another Marvel movie, yeah. which is fine. It just it didn't do enough. I don't think.
2: I guess it didn't, but I think that maybe I was happy to just see it mm. as a movie in and of itself. Like, I don't really want to see five more... Yeah, I know. Uh, Doctor ...strange <laughs> movies. So, like, for me, I, well, I went uh, in... Spoiler, I'm afraid you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, I went in with very low expectations. So, possibly, that's part of it. I was thinking, you know, okay, oh, we're going to see Inception again. I thought that the visuals were a lot better than Inception. I, like, I agree. I agree. I, yeah. I thought that... And I thought that some of the, the way that they integrated, the way that the... Um, the buildings like changed and twirled around and yeah, yeah. folded in on themselves it wasn't just CGI just explosion in the background they, it was a very like physical minutiae thing mm. you know and the way that they used windows or ledges or whatever to their advantage like I thought for the, for the way that these movies are going that was really inventive
1: that whole chase sequence was, yeah, the best set of the movie. I absolutely yeah. adored that whole bit. That was great. Because, like, yeah, like you're saying, it was very inventive just in terms of use of space. Yeah. And like, that whole mirror dimension thing is a weird plot conceit, which seems yeah. to exist just to for that one chase <laughs> scene, but I don't care because it was great. And I kind of wish, and I hate saying this, that I'd seen it in 3D because I didn't. And uh, I think yeah. it probably would have added to it. Hey, Even just like when they're initially breaking into the mirror dimension, like mm. when Tills like opens it, the way it's like it's, like cracks in the world, like, is it just in reality, in the air? Mm-hmm. Like that would look cool in 3D, I think.
2: Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Uh, and
1: even his, the other best bit in the movie is probably the kind of being thrown through the multiverse bit. Mm. This is all just proper, straight from the comics, Doctor Strange, hyper colour visuals, just trippy acid mm. nonsense. Great. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Hands growing from hands, weird looking. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was all. I mean, again, I, I feel like I'm sounding more negative about it than I actually felt about it. I just, I don't know. Mm hmm. Like, given the year it came out in, compared to the DC output, this is way better. So I can't <laughs> really complain about it. And I thought it was really well cast. Tilda Swinton, for all the, the myriad of problems her casting presents, was great and had a lot of fun with yeah. it. And I loved her. She was so much fun. Yeah. Even Mads, for what little screen time he has, great fun. Mm. Really enjoyed him.
0: Yeah.
1: I like the little bit when they're like, um, Mr. Doctor. Mr. Doctor. <laughs> no, it's strange. I suppose it is. This <laughs> oh, is <just> so <laughs> terrible, but it's great. <laughs> And again, I can't overestimate the cape. The cape was <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. Because I didn't. I don't think the cape is sentient in the comics. And I didn't think the cape would be sentient here. Mm, and then suddenly yeah. it's the butt of jokes. Mm-hmm. It's helping. It's seemingly full on sentient. Which makes me think that locking it in a cage seems like a violation of its human cape yeah. rights. If such a thing exists. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the cape was good. I love like the cape.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, someone was saying to me, actually, we were talking about it, how... Great Tilda Swinton did he pointed out that she never looked at the person she was you know she was always like looking yeah, beyond them yeah,
0: yeah. and
2: it, it was just stuff like that was just really inventive and it sort of made me think like she's not even acting yet you know <laughs> like she, she it's she's so hardly yeah, yeah that's it like so uh, she, like, yeah, even mm-hmm. her like
1: last scene she totally sells that I yeah. even though in, in, in any other one of these movies I wouldn't care about that yeah like, that's yeah just, whatever but she really sells like
2: oh mm-hmm. yeah Sad to think that yeah you might not be in in the rest of the movies i
1: mean they that's the <laughs> other thing about the movie the whole thing centers on time travel which i am fine with in theory i feel oh, like I they utilize it yeah, to yeah. a very game-breaking degree in this movie and yeah. like, that sort of means any film in the future surely doesn't have a problem now <laughs> if True. you can just do that
2: okay yeah i suppose that that is like I was just thinking that the use of time travel at the end was pretty mm. clever.
1: Oh, what well, clever! No, plot wise, very clever. Yeah,
2: you're just... right. But just I'm thinking of that as like that being the end game. Yeah. But it's not the end game. No. So that's where the problem comes
1: uh, up. But that's the other thing. Like again, for a Marvel movie, which they always end the same way. And now, I know Civil War undid um, this, and you kind of hated it for it. Not hated <laughs> it, but you just liked that they dodged showing the into Soldiers as a, an army kind of thing. But I was happy they didn't do another. You know, Marvel movie ends with giant giant army fighting off against the mm. character. This one sort of seemed to go in that way, but then they arrive like late, and they're already lost. Yeah. And then the entire final battle scene is it's a about the wits. It's just mm-hmm. him talking to well, it's also it's himself because coming back to the cap for Dormammu. Durma, it's oh, a Stupid name to say out okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Mo-cap> <laughs> and voice for Dormammu.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and that was I thought that was great. That was really clever. Just having the final battle scene be, again, weirdly CGI heavy, I suppose, but not mm. just being, an exp- like a, a nightmare of explosions and just fists and rockets. and just, mm. No, it's just talking. Yeah. Oh, well, he still got, I suppose, shot an awful lot, didn't you? But, um, yeah, by and large, that was really clever. That was well done. It, it, it is good. I'm going to see it again, okay? I'm going to see it again and judge it for a second time. Fair remember, enough. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I would recommend it purely on Tillsbitten and mm. that that chase scene and that bit in the, the astral planes even i quite like the way at the end of that big inception chase they get to like just a big swirling vortex and until swindas shows up and goes right video game boss fight time <laughs> and just like builds an arena around them yeah. and it's, like, it's so video <laughs> gaming and stupid but great
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um i almost said amy adams rachel mcadams doesn't need to be in this no no i mean i like her i like mm-hmm. seeing her and things pointless yeah <laughs> nothing to do
2: pretty much yeah Oh yeah, can I can I bring up my um yeah, accent something? thing? Yes, go for it. So I didn't have an issue with the accent in general. Like I heard, I've heard American people kind of saying, "What part of America?" Yeah, is Yeah, it's out of nowhere. It's just this weird like neutral one. Yes, yeah. but obviously that doesn't really matter for us. The one thing that just nearly blew my mind. Well, that's <laughs> a bit strong, but anyway, but just quite excited me was so at the end when he is stuck in the time loop thing. Why did he become a cross between Pierce Brosnan from Taffin and uh, Magneto from the end of First Class? That was really weird. Or was that Are you saying
1: he sounded Irish?
2: No, he just, he just, well, suddenly his accent just changed. And then it just also just
0: mm-hmm. became
2: so like over the top. Sorry, I know I, I I gave an example of two Irish actors there. Oh, yeah. But just like it was just so suddenly out of nowhere just so different and so strange. I don't know what happened. So strange? Yeah, so strange. Oh. I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> that was planned. <laughs> totally planned.
1: Like the train thing. Yes. Um I didn't particularly notice. it I thought okay. yeah, he was well, kind of they cleared a the shot like a ton of takes at him. It so yeah. was really good. So he yeah, he was like hamming it up more in certain ones and mm. other ones. Uh, I think invoking Taffin is a dangerous <laughs> name to invoke that, that's saying a lot I don't know if it was quite that bad uh, maybe Magneto I can probably see that okay. I didn't okay. particularly notice it but I will look out for it in second viewing
0: yeah please do uh,
1: I hope it's full Taffin because that's, that's amazing yeah. Um, yeah sorry
2: don't get your hopes up that high so good movie yeah
1: no it's definitely like yeah, it, was a, it was a good solid romp uh, mm. I think more than most of the recent ones you probably could watch that one when I haven't seen the other ones it's, mm, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, no, you're right it is very self-contained like bar like the tiny illusions of Avengers and stuff which you Mm -hmm. can ignore Um, yeah I'd probably recommend it more so than most of the recent, no I I actually really quite fully agree with you I think (laughs) it just didn't excite me the way I hoped it would Mm -hmm. like it didn't do what the first Avengers did, it didn't do like Winter Soldier did it didn't just get that kind of I don't know that joie de vivre going Mm. in me whatever the hell that means (laughs) Um, so I'll quickly say Sausage Party is partially funny uh, initially terrible. I think that it's a it's a better trailer than it is a movie, without doubt. First mm, bit of it not great. It's all those really l- like labored sex jokes. Gets to being funny. Uh, weirdly has all these very heavy political leanings, because one of the characters is a bagel who's obviously Jewish, oh. and then the other one's like a, a falafel. That's me- oh, it's okay. all meant to be like israel palestine <laughs> allegory and it's oh. just weird uh but the end of the, the end message of the movie is that like, it doesn't matter what like what race or sex or creed or sexuality okay. you are and it ends in this massive orgy that is <laughs> one of the most disturbing things wow. i've ever okay. seen because they've got i mean to give you an example of one of the worst bits it's like a sausage <laughs> going through a donut into like a Ew. bun, so okay. they're all just like okay. screaming and like with, with ecstasy. And it's just every bit of food, fucking every other bit of food. It's truly one of the most horrifying things. <laughs> it is dreadful. I did laugh at points. The movie gets very meta at the end. I don't really care about spoiling this one, where they discover they're in a movie and then build a Stargate okay. to go kill the creators of the movie, like Seth Rogen and stuff. Okay, that's the way it ends. It's weird. Oh,
2: okay, setting up a sequel.
1: <laughs> I guess, but I mean, what do you do with that? Yeah. You've got Seth Rogen as a sausage fighting Seth Rogen the man. <laughs> and I don't know what I... I don't know who I want to win at that point. <laughs> I have no horse in this race.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but it's certainly not unfunny. It's just, I think... There's a certain level of crude humor where you're gonna kind of either go with it or just mm. get sick of it, and I, mm. I think I got sick of it after a while. Like it's, it's no bad neighbors too, okay. which, as we said before, is yes. <laughs> one of the most progressive, greatest films ever made. <laughs> this is not that, <laughs> but if you want to just be properly unsettled and never want to eat, I saw people joking like uh, the orgy makes you. It would make you vegan. No, it puts you off food. <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> if you eat meat or not meat. It's all of it's just dreadful. Ah, <laughs> huh, yeah. Don't not watch it, but if you want to watch it, it's fine. This mm. <laughs> so it was quickly. Uh, yeah, Black Mirror uh, had season three, which is the first of two, for the moment, Netflix series. Um, I really liked it. Mm. I don't know if necessarily as a full season it's any stronger than the previous two. It probably isn't. Mm. Um, but then again, like I feel like the previous two, there's always been like two good ones, one kind of meh one. This one had... I'd say I'm balanced, probably four good ones.
0: Yeah, probably about similar. Yeah,
1: uh, like I didn't, I did not care for Nosedive. I thought mm. it was fine as a good friend of both of our opponent on Facebook. It's just Miami meow, meow Beans from <laughs> the Community, but taken seriously. Yeah. It is fine. Uh, it, it didn't seem entirely unplausible. It just mm. didn't go anywhere. And the message at the end of, oh, yeah. she's finally free now that she has no social media. It's like, eh, whatever, okay. Yeah,
2: I, th- I think someone pointed out to me that the problem with it is like, in a lot of the episodes, or at least a lot of the good ones, you learn more about the worlds you go along. Mm. But this one is just like...
0: Yeah, that's all. Totally everything
2: true. is a rating system. And by the end, all you've learned is that everything it's is still a rating <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So like that episode could have been half as long and you would have learned as much.
1: I feel like it had one bit that I really liked, which is that one trucker lady. I thought she was probably the best okay, individual yeah, character yeah. of six episodes. She <laughs> was a lot of fun. I enjoyed her. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we're going in order now. So, Nosedive was blah. Mm. What was episode two? playtest. Play yeah, yeah, that was probably the other week, the weakest one of the six of them. I didn't mm. like it. I just think it didn't. It was very inconsequential. It was just here's a fun idea, mm. here's a stupid ending. The Charlie Brooker admitted yeah. it was a stupid ending, and it's like, it was, because he said even that, Um, remember that Mallory e. Orberg line of what if phones, but too much? Do you sorry, recall again? this? What if phones, but too much. Mallory e. Orberg of The Toast. Oh, uh, no, Wrote no, an article sorry. like last year. Okay, okay. it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> called Next on Black Mirror, which is all just like fake episode titles and concepts. Oh, it's I really, do remember, you remember actually, this? Yes, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. funny. But one of them is just like, it has a really highfalutin title. And the description was just, what if phones were too much? Uh, and yes. Charlie Booker found that funny. So that's why the twist at the end of Playtest is just the phone did yeah. it. The phone did it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Playtest, I was looking forward to it because the idea of doing a survival horror video game-themed VR episode, like that sounds like all the best things. Mm. And Charlie Booker obviously is a big gamer, so this will be great. It's fine. I think the initial kind of movement of him in the house was good Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, that was kind of unsettling there was a nice kind of build and escalation from you know up there's a noise up there's a spider up there's a man up there's a spider with a man's face Mm. which is horrible Uh, nice Bioshock reference that escalated but then the end was just this endless parade of fake twists and it went nowhere there was no point to it I couldn't stand the main character (laughs) he was really obnoxious Um, Mm. so yeah that was fine but not great probably the weakest after Nosedive after that that one
2: (laughs) Um yeah well I, I think like I, yeah I guess if the ending was a bit of a an FU um, mm-hmm. it makes sense but but like the fact that the fear throughout the the episode for the main character was like what if I never know if anything is real or not again
0: yeah.
2: that was an obvious and that would have been a good ending that he's never going to know again whether he's still in the game or not so I think then that would have
1: been, been good, because like you're saying, it's very obvious, um, oh, yeah, it to is the obvious. point so that they stopped. pointed it out several times, yeah. I kind of like that they, because again, that's the other part of Black Mirror, is you're, you're, you're always looking for the twist, yeah, so that yeah, they yeah. went, here's the twist, or is it? You're like, oh, well, at least you know that we're all kind of ahead of you in this one, which is Yeah, cool. um,
2: that's true, I suppose.
1: Because I did kind of like the twist, until it was real, not to be a twist of it all being an act to make him subservient. Mm. That was a good twist, but that wasn't the real twist. So like, yeah. Too many twists. It's too many twists. Yes, so. episode three then was Shut Up, up and up. Dance, which is great. And probably the most horrifying in the sense that it could already happen. Like there is nothing mm. sci-fi about it. There is no yeah. plot conceit that we don't already have. It's all mm. just available technology. I did see the twist coming, but mm. whatever. I still think like it works as a really well-paced sort of road trip Crime escalation drama. I mm-hmm. just the way it keeps ramping up is great till the end. When I think you just stop caring about anybody and it's like kill each other. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. They don't care. But it was good. Um, mm. I that was really enjoyable. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's good to see uh, Braun is still like doing. The yeah, same thing. he's <laughs> really good
0: in this.
1: Him and then the kid that played Cumberbatch's lover as a kid uh, okay. in an Imitation Game. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, no, that was a good one. And then I think we both said it beforehand that Men Against Fire was the worst one. Not mm. the worst one, like, bad quality-wise. Really good. Just the most... Oh, Sandy DiPero's next, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. Sandy DiPero's yeah. San San... next, right. Sandy DiPero is the uh, the sacrilegiously hopeful one.
2: Yes. <laughs> which everyone's
1: like, well, and then they <laughs> all die. No, it's no, just... It's, okay, it's, it's, it's over.
2: Just... <laughs> Sort of ambiguous, Mm. but like positively ambiguous rather than like maybe they're going to survive another second.
1: Yeah, I feel like someone's (laughs) nightmare is probably that last shot. Like just of all the computer lights blinking and that being the the race.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
1: But But I I don't care. That's fine. No,
2: like, and yeah, the interesting, well, I don't know. She does loads of interesting things, but Mm. yeah, I suppose some people probably would look at it and say like, oh, that's blasphemous. I'm going to go to the real heaven. You know, know? like, (laughs) as in like, that's you know. I don't know. We're going to get heaven on earth. Stop complaining about exactly.
1: it. Exactly. It's fine. It's, it's the 80s, everyone's favorite decade. Yeah. How can you complain? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was waiting for the twist there to be like, oh, once you sign the contract, you can never get out. Mm. Like, I can leave whenever I want. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So there's really no downside to this at all. You can live out for as long as you want, in any decade you want. Mm. You can turn on the pain thresholds if you want. I don't see how this is a Black Mirror yeah. episode. It was good, though, and it was nice seeing a focus on. Both LGBT characters and also like older characters who are sort of like sexually active and yeah. stuff like that's nice. I mean they still have young bodies so it's a bit of a cheat but
0: <laughs> True. it was
1: still in, in, in message it was good.
2: Yeah. So I know that Charlie Brooker has I think unf- unfairly been accused of sort of that Black Mirror is aimed at a masculine audience. Like if, you know. Has a, he? Well I've, it's something I've heard. <laughs> okay. I don't necessarily agree with it. I think it's maybe taking it from certain episodes which yes. are maybe fear mongering. Um, like the Christmas episode I could be construed as being like oh no everything is terrible for white males yeah. <laughs> that's not really the, that's not really the message but you could pretend it yeah, is I you, could. Would, yeah, right, you know if you enough. wanted to yeah, I guess yeah. but um but it's interesting because I think I thought actually that in three episodes this season obviously that there's a lot of main characters are female mm. but also there's quite a lot of hinting at like lesbianism I think that's I think there's sort of, that's not a main theme, but I think that you could can, you could look at quite a few of the relationships as being... Uh, how, uh, I think you're
1: referencing a... Nosedive in that too, are you? Like yes, that's, that feels I... like a subtext, kind of that she was in love with her or something. Yeah, yeah but I yeah, think yeah, also I in
2: one which we'll come to later, uh-huh. uh, Hated in the Nation, the two main characters, I mean, I'm not saying that they necessarily are, Yeah. Um, but there's I think there's implications that they I... could be.
1: I think I recall thinking that at the same time, yeah. too. Yeah, back when I was watching like this.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah all
1: right. So um,
2: it's just nice to see, you know, other yeah.
0: types of people uh, getting... If that speaking.
1: is him addressing <laughs> a, a complaint, that's him doing it quite subtly. Yeah, so yeah. Well done.
0: Good. Yeah,
1: there you go. Uh, so yeah. in a rope, pretty solid. Uh, yeah. And then Men Against Fire, which was just taking the idea of military conditioning and VR and general augmentation in someone's eyes mm. uh, just racism and taking it to the worst extreme possible <laughs> and mm. oh that was unsettling
2: yeah actually as well like considering we've talked about a few like, uh, zombie movies um, this ep- this episode that, that was sort of quite a clever I thought so um, what would you call it
1: subversion subversion yeah. yes um, of,
2: um, of the zombie narrative because especially true. since Charlie Brooker has done flat out zombies before that mm. he's He's a yeah. It's a twist. <laughs> there we go.
1: <laughs> the twist, and there's a further twist. There's yes. So <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I thought that too. I, I remember when I first started. I'm going, oh, it's zombies. Mm. And then what happens? Oh, it's actually not bad. And I suppose the reason it works as a zombie thing is because they're not zombies.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. like
1: the way they talk about them as like people like hiding them in their homes. So like, this is, is a, oh, interesting subtext making zombies like refugees. Mm, good. Oh no, they're actually just refugees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was good. Uh, quite enjoyed that one. I, I do think black mirror because i know back in back in the day it was always assumed that they were all like separate universes i like that they've kind of hit upon a certain streak of certain technology introduced just makes sense so they all kind of have it now like okay, they all cause yeah, remember yeah. there was one in season one with the eye thing that yeah, had yeah, the, yeah. Like, the memory recall and stuff that's now just sort of taken for granted they all have that because like, they mm. have that kind of in the christmas one as well didn't they yeah.
0: um
1: and even like the the meow beans thing whatever it was called in the show <laughs> I feel like that was sort of in a previous one too, somewhere. Okay, and
2: uh-huh. there's been, there's obviously been some, um, what are they called? Like non-driving cars or whatever. Yeah, I like
1: that actually. Lots of that was in a lot of them too. Like that felt like another sort of quite logical next step yeah. for technology to take, and that was cool too. Yeah.
2: But actually, I think in the last, in hated in the nation, they actually they're like, oh, I'm waiting around for non-driving mm. cars. So, which you suggest that maybe these are in the same um, universe, but in not in chronological order.
1: Yeah, possible. Um, really? That'd be kind of my read of it, I think, because some of them do seem definitely more future-y. But mm. I suppose, if you're taking them all to be the one universe, I suppose the end point's probably the... What was the, ma- the bear mascot called? Remember you see the weird post-apocalyptic future? Like, the bear mascot? Remember, it's the last episode of season two or yeah, one. Yeah, but it,
2: is that like the political... The, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not... Dystopian at all though. Well, I mean, no, at the hard. very
1: end though, remember where it's like showing oh, his like totalitarian sorry. society run by the bear mascot, and it's like a police state going on. Oh, everything. okay, fair
0: enough. There's well, a weird then like yes. last scene. Like <laughs> that's
1: probably the end of the future timeline, or some of the weird bike things and the X Factory thing. Yeah, yeah. It a crap one, <laughs> but yeah. Um, you know, I quite like. Okay, I didn't like uh, Men Against <laughs> Fire. I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't fun, but it's very effective, mm. especially given recent political developments yes. <laughs> uh, not treating immigrants as entirely literal inhumans mm-hmm. uh, is probably good and then the last one was hated in the nation which unlike Madame Peregrine's blah 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 blah, <laughs> is a good use of bees yes. <laughs> this is an effective use of bees as a weapon why didn't you do this movie uh, yeah, it was all there because <laughs> I was watching this one and thinking that's a clever little bit of world building the, mm-hmm. the bees are gone so there's robot bees now I will think no more of that yes. I'm Like, oh this is actually the entire plot about killer bees <laughs> awesome <laughs> Uh, yeah, that one. People have said it, it's too close in both general setup and message to national anthem. Uh, that it's, it feels like kind of just like, like that again, but with a different okay. sort of context. Which it is. Like that one was all about people being shit because if you kidnap a woman and tell her to fuck a pig, everyone mm-hmm. goes fuck the pig. And this one was all about, if you tell people to kill people, they will do it. And then, obviously, the message at the end is that they all die instead.
0: Mm-hmm. Which
1: I quite liked. I was kind of in favour of his whole philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think they've said they might do sequels to some of these the next season. Oh, okay. Uh, which I guess, that and that one seemed like the most obvious sequel-y. Because yeah. it kind of ends on a very spy movie mm. sequel hook. Which is, I kind of like, um, too. I really enjoyed the Nation. Um, it was good. Yeah. I'm not sure if it needed to be an hour and a half long, but whatever.
2: No, maybe not. But yeah, no, it, started off a little bit rocky rocky mm-hmm. but yeah it was became very uh very solid along the way and yeah ended mm-hmm. really well.
1: can't fall in that ends with killer bees yes so, <laughs> madam peregrine uh i think on that note, we pretty much covered everything yeah. so uh the goal is definitely to have one more out before the year is done hmm. a, a wrap-up if so. you will with top tens and disagreements so hopefully we'll see you before New Year's if not welcome to our new hell 2017 (laughs) when he'll actually be president it'll be sworn in it'll be done and we're all going to
0: die
2: hopefully we will see you next year (laughs) hopefully next year we'll still be around
1: but if not it was nice knowing you all yes (laughs) you all did this (laughs) goodbye bye